Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Listen to. I'm just going to say this leading out. That's something I need to start saying. This show's probably going to go up late tomorrow. Yeah. Because <laughs> it takes a while to edit these. <clears throat> and this one needs some editing. Yeah, just a few cuts. <laughs> no big deal. It's so that we can keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's it. Uh, for you. This one was survivor heavy, so Burke will be really into it, and the rest of you will just it have wasn't to. Nece- yes, it was. You'll have to do the skip thirty button a few times till we get out of it, I suppose. There was no politics. So there was no politics. Um, we didn't on the show, so we should like we, you know Matt. How's it going over there? Like, are, are the fires <sighs> near you? Are you safe? Is it There's some concern here that you're not telling the whole truth. <clears throat> well, what I want to know... Not from us. What I want to know, a serious, on a serious note, listeners. with the Australia fire situation, is what is the perception over there? Because the perception here is that, like, that country's going to sink into the water any day now. <laughs> Every animal's dead. Every animal has died. Like, yeah. when, when I see those, like, nine million animals, like, are that, were there nine million animals on that continent? Isn't it the most diverse continent? I'm still like maybe South America. That just sounds like a lot. South America. I don't know. Like, do you think that there are how many animals in total? Do you think are on the the continent? I mean, Uh, it depends on what you call animals. Anyways, hundreds of millions. What I tend to wonder is like if you if you watch news coverage on any of the left lefty news channels, MSNBC, CNN, whatever, they're all through this lens of environmentalism we need to save the planet like they all have this like secondary agenda they're not just reporting on the fires right. they're also tying it into global warming and anti-trump shit i haven't seen coverage of it on fox i guess they don't they don't cover it they don't give I a don't shit know, i'm just kidding <clears throat> my question is like is it as bad as like the to quote rush limbaugh liberal media would have us believe in the u.s or is it like what matt kind of alludes he's like yeah it's over there it's not a big deal I don't think he did that. I'm telling you, he didn't say it was not a big deal. That was not. I for, let him answer the question. I forget how you worded it. <clears throat> it you don't have to have me word it. It was it was an email. Okay. Go back and read them. I just want to know, like, how bad is it really over there? From you know. Here we go. Give us an up to date from the mouth of an Australian. From a modem Joe's mouth himself. Let's get an idea. And then of I, what you know, Gasoline Town is looking to, like. Right you now. know, to make light of it, just to get us out of serious mode. I did have the thought, like, maybe this is how Mad Max started. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Like, the whole country caught on fire. Well, it was nuclear in the movies. And then, you know, Iran and the U.S., they they destroy, like, mm. Western civilization by yeah. blowing each other into oblivion. And then in Australia, it just turns into, you know, Mad Max land. Love it. Love that it. could be, you know. Well, it wasn't just that. We had Survivor. <clears throat> we'll get an update from Matt. We, um, let's just let it be. I think we had a good time with this one. <laughs> After we cut it. Yeah. After it's cut, of course. There's... There's a lot to this show. There's a lot. That's all we'll say. That's all we'll say. <laughs> Just leave it that. WFCK. The bam. Enjoy. Holla. You know, what's said, what's said is said at this point. Yeah. Or should we let's shut this here? Ooh, the kid is on Prime. I wanted to see this. I'm going to add that to my watch list for another time. The kid. I like how you always cock block the screen on me. It's a Vincent D'Onofrio re, or retelling of the Billy the Kid story. And oh. the, the trailer actually looked good. 
I like westerns. So West. Speaking of westerns, I might as well get to our fast food review. Southwesterns. Southwesterns. Yes. Excuse me. The inside of a Taco Bell. Well, well it's like stepping you, into like a, a fancy Decatur, Georgia restaurant now. Which like, one? Well, where did you go? It's the one. That it's uh, it's on the access road along two eighty five, going towards Dunwoody from here. Matt and Perth will get that. Listen, when you say. I mean, you really made it sound nice. How nice are we? It's talking? like like dark wood furniture, like um, like black steel or wrought iron, whatever it is, like metal accents. They've got like bar stool seats, and then they've got like these. They have these chairs that it's probably fake leather, but it's almost like a, a reclined chair at like a coffee table height. So if you're just there to like hang at the Taco Bell and not actually eat over a table, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Nobody's ever in there, so it's like I don't know who you did this for. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, is this the is this a, like a, a brand new Taco Bell? No, it's an old Taco Bell what, that they re- redid, redid on the inside. Okay. But like if you. If you stand at the counter and order, it's the same shitty old Taco Bell. Right. But if you turn around, it's like, where where am I? Okay, I've been in one of these newer Taco Bells. I have some idea of what you're talking about. But, I mean, the cell here, like you said, they should be serving beer. That's the vibe. Like, when you turn around, it's like, there's, like, low-hanging lights from the ceiling at these, like, uh, sort of, like, bars in the center of the restaurant. I just... And it's like, what? No matter how Like, they should serve margaritas here. It's... Like how it would be like someone sitting around saying, "How can we make the diarrhea worse?" Let's add beer, margaritas. That's true. Uh, I don't do an, you know I don't eat Mexican like that. You know, ta- Taco Bell would probably make a great bad margarita. They'd probably use the uh, Margaritaville. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, or Salsa Giro, the bottom shelf Salsa that you can't even buy unless you're in the restaurant industry. Oh, it's called what? Salsa Giro. It's the well tequila, or it used to be at El Mir in Little Five Points. It's like handle bottle only when you buy it, and it has a rooster on it. Oh, boy. And it's it's not gold. It's not silver. It's certainly not Reposado and Yeho, all, all the right. good. It's Giro, G-I-R-O. I so actually like did see it. Moonshine. I actually did see it at a <clears throat> probably like a tower once, but I remember <clears throat> asking them once what their well was, and they're like, "Oh, you don't you don't want to buy it." Mm. But that's like what they do their floaters with. If you order a Grizz, the little mini Corona, where they fill the spout with tequila and put a lime on top. Right. But yeah, that's what that's what Taco Bell would serve if they had a license to serve. <clears throat> are you still Are you still searching? I, I was thinking on the way here. They're looking for a film. I mean, why do we even? <laughs> you might as well press just click on it. I'm I'm gonna click on some. Oh, here we go. Now you were saying off, off air that Kristen had cons- some concern for M and P, because it like the whole country was on fire. Well, you had alluded to maybe in an email that he had said like, eh, it's not near here. Mm. I'm not worried about it. But I don't know if he said I'm not worried about it. Oh well, you you downplayed it as uh, like he's fine. That's the way he did. I didn't do anything. Right, right. <laughs> By way of him. Yeah, I, we all know you hate Matt. You should hear the things that he says off my Horrible jokes about the grill fire. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, Matt. Um, no, but she, she's, she said, like, if you look at a map of the country, like, like the majority of it is just on fire. Uh-huh. Like, I think I saw something about this, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just realized I missed a terrible opportunity, so I want to backtrack for a second. 
is Taco Bell related. Did you happen to see the news where they're testing a $100,000 a year salary for their managers? For their general managers? Uh, no, but sign me up. So they're, <laughs> they are, they're going to run... Do I get free Taco Bell? It doesn't apply to franchisees, <clears throat> so it's only corporately owned stores. Mm. But they are going to trot out a $100,000 a year salary for general managers. I don't know if that means they run several or if they run one. I imagine it's probably several, like a district type thing. That's the fresco style salary. Sure, but it's a hundred thousand dollars a year. They're going to see if this helps retention, and of course, they're trying to improve store experience and sales. Of course. Yeah. But they I, could start by actually thoroughly toasting their tortillas when you get something grilled. Well, that's certainly an aspect. But I would say to you honestly, would you give that a shot? <laughs> Well, for $100,000 $100, a year let's say, to without, manage without, a Taco without, Bell? Without knowing. Without knowing. Let's say that your your district, your area directorship is over eight stores. Mm-hmm. So you have sales numbers you have to hit. And you have to maximize potential. You have to hire people with these eight stores. $100,000 a year. But I'm not working in a Taco Bell. You're not making tacos. You're managing people. and other From an managers. office somewhere else. Probably not. You're probably on the road. Oh, you know, you're yeah, yeah, visiting yeah. those stores in rotation monthly, maybe, maybe more, maybe less. Hitting up the Claremont in between. Sure, hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I could do that. And you're gonna have to put it on your social media. It's gonna be your, you know, they're gonna press that. You're, you're the guy. <laughs> you're, the, you're the Taco Bell man. Yeah, well, when they see my uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollar house next to Ric Flair. <laughs> When Ric Flair's <laughs> cutting his bullshit promos from the front. You know, that would be funny to, to piggyback onto your story all those weeks ago. If you moved right next door to Ric Flair. One, because it's not hard. Yeah. It's attainable. It's attainable. The homes in my neighborhood are selling for two fifty right, right now. It's attainable. And then just, and, and this is only out of spite, mm. right? And then every time he tries to cut a promo outside his house, there's you. Just snapping photos of the nature boy. And so you can't do that. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm on my property. <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Mr. Fleer. I'm on my property. <laughs> that would be to start a fake beef. That the flares, to them, it's very real. Yeah. But we just make it an Instagram. Can't quite understand you over the, the upper lisp you got going there. <laughs> Can you put a shirt back on? <laughs> No, you have a hard time with your S's. <laughs> Always, though. Not like just recently. Like I'm sorry. Even when you were younger. I, I'm sorry, sir. What did you do for a living? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> just everything. Because you've seen it. He yeah. lives that nature boy life. He yeah. is Ric Flair, the nature boy. So to, to move it as a fan, no, yeah. that would hurt me. I'd come over and watch this, and it would hurt me because uh, you know, I'd be guilty. <clears throat> you know, yeah. Via. You know, well, if I mean, if relation. he ever, if he ever hears the three minutes of shade we just threw, we'll we'll never get him for the mixed media. I, know, people are, I mean, the seven people that listen to the show are like, "What is wrong with Laughman <laughs> allowing this shade to be thrown?" Hey, Mister Fleer. Mister. F- hey, Mister Fleer. Nature man. Excuse me, Nature man. <laughs> Excuse me, outside guy. <laughs> Mix me or the outside guy. <laughs> It, was it? No. Well, we had one. I don't. I, oh, I don't think God. we ever. I don't think we. Ever, ah! I don't think we ever came up with one that we liked. <laughs> it was just Mick Schmear, and then I, I threw out Mick Starlight once in a text. Oh, well, you know me. I, I know. Listen, on this cruise I'm about to go on, I'm fully adopting 
the mixed starlight, but yeah. it was just, you know, with just weed. But it's going to be full mixed starlight. It's going to be wonderful. Rodney King of the Ring Tahoe. I mean, there I had some good zingers. Mixed mirror the outside. <laughs> mixed mirror the outside, man. No, mixed mirror the outside guy. I mean, like waterfalls, <laughs> trees, sand. He doesn't, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't understand that the nature boy really, it's not anything to do with nature. Yeah. But he <laughs> immediately, you know. Pine straw. Uh, you know. Tr- uh, uh, gullies. Uh, cricks. Grand Canyon, man. He says cricks, by the way. <laughs> it cricks. Grand uh, Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Rivers. Uh, Redwood Forest. Native Americans. Yeah, all those things, man. <laughs> Mixed mare. Outdoor, outdoor guy. Outside guy. Ha! <laughs> Sounds like uh, uh, Howard Dean. Ha! Oh, and he sues Howard Dean because he would have had this the high ha! since way back. <laughs> God, uh, well, we, can, we can always dream that you take the job at Taco Bell and uh, move next to Rick to Rick Fleer. I gotta. Do you ever get the gordita crunch at the Taco Bell? That also blew my mind. You, ne- I mean, you know, I remember. The the ads pushing the gordita. I never got when I like. There's like you never try new things. That's what this is. As a kid, you probably stuck. There was a what you knew. Well, there was a big gap between when I ate Taco Bell and then when I didn't, and then back to it. Like we're talking probably like eight years of no Taco Bell. Okay. Like last time I had it was been like in my mid teens, maybe even before I could drive a car independently and then not again until like I, I've zapped out thirty one. What's, what's the what's the amount of time? I don't know, like 10, 15 years maybe. Like, Wait a minute. Come on, give me give me a real estimate here. I last time I prior to recently, like within the last two calendar years, the last time I probably had Taco Bell thirteen years. Was yeah, 10, 12, 13 years. Wow. I just it was gross to me. Okay. So when you had it, when I had it before, previous, I always just got like cheesy bean and rice burritos off the dollar menu, and like a chicken quesadilla. I never, man. I never got hard shell tacos or soft shell tacos. It's like back, it wasn't like chicken was always a thing. Like chicken was like, from what I remember, like newer to the menu. And ground beef taco places like that is just gross to me. I don't want to eat it. Ground beef with taco seasoning is nasty. It's not Mexican tasting at all to me. I don't like it. So whenever I go to Taco Bell, I always sub chicken. Okay. But I never tried the cheesy gordita crunch, and I was looking at it the other With day. Chicken? Yeah. You got the shredded chicken? No, the the whole grilled chicken. All right. Well, there's there's your what you need to know right, mm-hmm. off, right off the bat. Let's add the shredded chicken. Why? It's so much better. All right, I'll try that. It next actually, time. you feel that block chicken. I know it's chicken. I guess mm-hmm. in, in one iteration, in a past life, it was once chicken. Tofu too, maybe. But. Yeah, I jettisoned that that route a long time ago, and they moved to shredded chicken, and it's actually like someone shredded chicken. Mm. It's got all of it. Well, I'll go tomorrow again, yeah. and I'll, I'll give it a whirl. But you had never – so the Gordita, to be clear, because I'm, ha- I'm getting it mixed up in my head. Is that the one hard it's shell? hard wrapped? shell, cheese layer, soft shell, meat, lettuce, shredded cheese, a little tomato. bit. No tomato on you the gordita. Like tomato. No, that doesn't come with tomato. Oh, interesting. And they do spicy ranch. So you could probably do a gordita supreme, and they would add sour cream and tomato. Yeah, but I don't want sour cream. That's just gross. Okay. What is ranch? Uh, spicy cream. ranch. Spicy ranch. And that's really what makes it for me. Today. What good, what good pod this is. Today, life hack for you. Taco Bell hack. Yeah. I'm standing at the counter, and I say that I looked at the guy, and I said, if you order at the touch screen, you can customize the shit out of your order. Right. 
you can add some stuff, subtract stuff. But the one thing I couldn't do that I was curious to know if I could do with him <clears throat> was instead of just a regular old taco shell, right? give me that nacho cheese Dorito taco shell gordita crunch. Can I do that? And he like paused for a second and he said, that's a good idea. I'm going to see if I can do that. And he like stuck, he worked with the machine room. There you go. Two, two gordita crunches, nacho cheese shells. Like, thank you very much. So that was your, it was your good. big win. Yeah. I have a beef with those hacks. If you see that, like, I saw one recently. I was telling No Cheese Sean about it while we were actually at a McDonald's. That was the morning of the, mm. the famous breakfast. Mm. But I saw this guy. It could be in England. I haven't, I certainly haven't tried it. Not going to, but guy says I, he's he's at one of those kiosks where you order now at a McDonald's with a screen. Yeah, I haven't done it at one of those. I did it in France. Just, I haven't done it here. Just the Taco Bell. But <clears throat> he's standing there. He's like, I found out how to cheat the system, me mates. You know, and he's what he did was he ordered one or or no, excuse me, ten regular burgers with just ketchup, whatever it comes with, like mm. ketchup and mustard and onion. And then he took out the beef, so sans beef. So now you're just talking about buns with pickle and ketchup, mustard, and onion. Okay. Okay? And then he went and added a cheese a cheeseburger, or a regular burger with beef, and then manipulated the system on the thing. And didn't do anything. He just went to check out. And when he had subtracted the beef from the 10 burgers, it had actually taken that cost to neg to negative a dollar fifteen, <laughs> so he ordered a regular burger, which got it net for forgot it to a dollar fifteen, which netted it out at zero. He placed yeah. the order. They bring out a bag with one fucking burger with beef, yeah, and ten fucking burgers with nothing in them but pickles, <laughs> onions. But now I'm saying, okay, you had fun, yeah, and you made an internet video, and you got one burger with beef in it. Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you gonna do with fucking ten buns? With ketchup, mustard, pickle, and onion. Mind you, if I was stoned enough, I'd happily eat that. I don't know. I'd have to be hungry. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But exactly, like what? What did you win here? And there's no cheese. It sounds like. No, of course, Sean would love that. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> My hack wasn't a save you money hack because realistically, adding that Doritos shell is probably adding a dollar or fifty cents or whatever it is. Certainly not. It's not a money-saving hack. It's just a it's a flavor hack. Mm. If you like the uh, crunchy gordita crunch, whatever it's called, See, try it with the Dorito this, shell. I'm going to turn this whole thing into just fucking just, just <clears throat> wasting people's time. Try it with the Dorito shell. Almost on purpose. I invented the gordita, as it's known now, <coughs> long ago. Mm. I don't know if it was before Taco Bell. I feel like it was. But I had learned the, the physics of a taco how frustrating they were at a very early age. Yeah. I like a hard shell taco. I prefer a soft shell taco. I said to myself, why do I not like the hard shell? I like crunch. I like tortilla chips with, I like hard, you know, crunchy tortilla chips with salsa. I like them with nachos. Why don't I like it on a taco? And the reason being, you make, you take one bite, the whole fucking, it just falls It's a Chick-fil-A biscuit of food. It's a Chick-fil-A biscuit of boot, food and banks, fuck you. <laughs> okay. They're not good. If you're, if you're putting, yeah, BPH, if you're putting the Chick-fil-A <laughs> Biscuit on this pedestal of biscuits. Where do you go from there? Yeah. How many great biscuits have I had in my life from small mom and pop places that are amazing? Mm. And you say, this is a good biscuit. I've never had that experience at a Chick-fil-A. So this fuck is off. a tasty biscuit. This is a tasty biscuit. Um, 
But I I knew early that, that I liked the crunchy taco, but the integrity of the shell when you take that first bite just yeah. seemed to fall apart on me. Yeah. So, me being a fat kid that had some brains about food but nothing else, mm-hmm. took that hard shell taco, melt or I took a soft shell, melted some cheese mm-hmm. in the micro, a microwave, put the hard shell right in the middle, and just wrapped the cheesy. You know, basically yeah. a quesadilla around that taco. Yeah. Now you're taking a bite. Yeah, the hard shell cracks. It ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Now it's more pliable and yeah. flexible. I mean, it's a vehicle for just fat kidness. The, the Gordita Crunch, that tortilla is particularly <laughs> fluffy, too, yeah. if you ever noticed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I have for lunch today. It's nice. It was good. Ooh, speaking of uh, fat kids and stuff like that, we're going to be having a, a second birthday party. Mm. Little V, we're gonna be doing it at Chastain. These cool little free. And you're calling out, her a little fat kid. No outdoor things. We're gonna invite people. We were wondering if maybe mm. we could get the long-awaited encore performance of your ventriloquist act <laughs> aimed just square on fat people. <laughs> we were hoping you would just keep it fat-centric, <laughs> like just kind of rail on them. Give us like five minutes of just anti-fat people material. I'll think about <clears> it. <throat> second year at a two-year-old's birthday. I'll party. think. I'll think about it. Okay, that's all I can ask. Maybe I'll teach Adelaide how to do it. Even better. <laughs> we pass it down. We hand it down like heirlooms. This, this we I, we just got to laughing about it at dinner the other night. I'll get and some cue cards. The thing about that memory for me, and we've talked about it on here. It's not like <laughs> shedding any light, but just for those who may not know, Brent, uh, the Golden Voice Brent here did. Uh, I guess yeah, I would put you like twelve years old about here, maybe a little slightly ten to twelve. Yeah, is the age range I definitely have you in. But you did a performance at one of my either my brother or my sister's birthday party. Don't know which. They celebrated them together, so I imagine it was just a onesie party. Cause they it was a clubhouse. I remember that. It was a clubhouse in the old neighborhood, and you gave this ventriloquist performance that was poor on many levels. One because your ventriloquist mouth, the whole yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, but it was made better. When I improv, when you improv, with a when different you went puppet. off script, off script, and with a it different just became puppet. this, this I hate fat people routine. <laughs> well, tell us why you hate fat people, and it was just it just went on and on. And all that being said, yeah. when I share the memory <laughs> and the reason I still laugh about it, it's not necessarily because of what you did or what you said. It's because of who was in the room. It was the reaction of the fat people in the room. <laughs> Some there was, and there's two faces in particular. Mm-hmm. One face. Was this woman that went to church with you that was quite frankly appalled? One that you were going, that you were saying these things, and two that no, no one was making a legitimate move to stop you. Well, there wasn't like a, there wasn't even. I mean, Ricky Gervais got grunts at the Golden Globes for yeah. some of the jokes. We weren't even getting like the ooh. We weren't. Get, everyone was just kind of calmly, unbelievably not understanding and hearing what you were saying. <laughs> Trying to not bash a ten-year-old's dreams of yeah. ventriloquism, yeah. whereas this woman was seething. I, I could already hear the car ride home in that minivan. Yeah, because I know her husband. I, I I know these people. I don't know them now, but I knew them then. He was this skinny little sprat. Mm. You know the old thing, the old adage about skinny dudes. She was a, a blob whale, just <laughs> monstrous woman. So I used to see her in the fa- and then there was other fat people that said, "Hey, the John Candy fat people." Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, this is terrible. It's yeah. not very funny. But he's going after fat people. I get it. Yeah. You know, it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. So yeah, we were just wondering if maybe <clears throat> we could uh, we could roll that out. Maybe I'll surprise you. <laughs> Drag queen and a performance. There's V's, V's second birthday. Oh, that'd be Drag great. If we, could get like, if, if we could get like Brent Starr <laughs> to just crash a two-year-old's birthday. 
I think I'm going to have to do it. I, <laughs> as a parent, have you thought about these kind of things you want to embarrass your kids with later? Uh, no, not to that extent. Not specifically. I mean, Lee, Lee has planned on doing really embarrassing things with children before they were even in the cars. <laughs> I do think it would be funny if you could get Brent Star or the like to just come to your two-year-old's birthday party, like in full drag, and just like just for the purposes of taking pictures with the party guests. Just like here to entertain, maybe maybe do five minutes. Because every drag queen has a routine where they make fun of the crowd. Yeah. If you could get a uh, a drag queen to come to your two-year-old's birthday and roast people in the audience and then pose for photos and then like sing happy birthday <laughs> and like be right there next to V as she blows out the candles, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I, I would do it. I just think I'd probably get some blowback. From who? I think we... We don't need to go into name naming. Leah, I think she would. She would entertain the idea for a moment. Your grandfather. I, I, mm, <laughs> a, bit, a bit. The people with the doll room. Well, no. <laughs> it's not for fear that they're listening, mind you. It's just you know, like you know, a wedding. Yeah. If we done the wedding and Emily and, Ta- and Emily got married, you know, you can get away with that. It's what a if, wedding. What if? What if that like. Made V smile in a way you've never seen her smile. Oh, again. What if it brought joy to her? And then you could say to the naysayers, like, look how happy she is. You're, you're going to take this away from her because you're a little bigoted? Yeah. <laughs> a little. Uh, geez, man. Because you're a lot bigoted. I've got a running thing now where I, I, you know, I've chosen to disengage a bit, mm-hmm. much in your style from, uh, from Face B. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of reasons, just one is just getting kind of old. Yeah. It's like you see the same shit all the time. So. There's more boobies on Instagram. I, I need, to, I really need to do that. <laughs> I just haven't transitioned. You know, and I, I even set one up and now I, I can't remember anything about it. I was going to start on this cruise. Mm. I'm doing my survivor tape on this cruise. I don't know if we mentioned that. No. <clears throat> we talked about it last time. So I do have a dream of uh, getting on survivor. Right. In which case, I would do some kind of TPT tattoo because they won't let you wear any shirts. Right. You know, they won't let you outwardly advertise on the show via the very expensive non-disclosure agreement that you sign. Yeah. But, I mean, if I put TPTO on my body, it would be pretty big, so it's legible on camera. Like we're talking like TPTO, like oh, across well, I the chest. Do like you know, a chess piece. Why not? I don't think. Well, I'm not gonna do, if I wouldn't also I wouldn't do TPTO. If you're gonna do this massive piece, this pod thing of hours. yeah, you maybe an old English script <laughs> just right across and just a bad portrait of Tony Soprano right on the top of your stomach. Yeah, but I, I really do want to get on the show. Oh, yeah, I know I, because I think I'd be good at it. Mm-hmm. And I got this great video planned out. <clears throat> I would love to get into specifics, but you seven people might also want to try out one day. Yeah, and I, you got to do your own thing. But I got some ideas. Because yeah, I, I tick the survivor boxes in my mind, mm. right? And here we go. I don't know, for all you fans, I know Sean doesn't listen. Superfan Burke, producer Burke, mega, mega survivor fan. We came up on Survivor together. Oh, good. So I have long hair mm-hmm. that works on that show. Because, you know, it just does. I don't know. They seem to like the dudes with long hair. I'm fat now, but 39 days on an island, I'd get skinny. People love that. I've been watching for like 20 years now. Even Leah agrees. Like, yeah. it's fun. And she, it's the one thing you always comment on. doesn't matter what's going on in the game. Yeah. People always say, man, that dude's lost a lot of weight. And it's inevitable. Starving themselves. Essentially. Yeah. You know. Here's some rice. 
and then and a I've, smelly vagina. You know, now when they do these sit, yeah, oh, geez, when they do these sit downs. <laughs> that's the other. I, I heard on this thing so they, on the last season, and this doesn't need to be a survivor recap, but there's a ton of material we could garner from that show if you watched as well. Nah. But with this one guy, they're all talking strategy and stuff, and I always wondered, you know, when you watch the game on television, mm-hmm. you're watching it for one hour a night for twelve weeks, sometimes more, mm-hmm. slightly less, slightly more, some depends. When you're watching that shit, you gotta think they're presenting you with roughly 15 hours of footage mm. that's edited down <clears throat> from how many hours? Yeah, I would love if they one day unleashed an, an un, not uncut maybe, but like how we do this yeah. cut, and it needs to be, you know, it needs to be grimy. It needs to show like the the daily ins and outs of that game because, and I knew this because I thought about it because the dude says he, this is they had this in the cut on television version. Mm. He says. I'm going to go, uh, we'll talk about this since i got to go poop and go out in the water. And I said, like, hold on. <laughs> now, no one seemed to say anything there, which yeah. made, implied to me that everyone's going down there when they have to take a shit, mm. and they're taking a dump in the water. I get that, all right? You kind of a, you get rid of the need to wipe. You throw some, get a hand to sand, I guess, or just wipe your ass with salt water. I, I don't know. I don't really know what the strategy is there. Yeah. But nonetheless... You there can, was yeah, no there, was, there was no pushback on it. Yeah, there's no <laughs> there's no hand sanitizer in the in the... Giant, you know, palm fronds, leaf hut. So if you get doo doo on your fingers, you've got doo doo fingers now. Well, I mean, you can go out of the ocean. Let's be honest. You go out of the ocean. <clears throat> you take a fuckload of sand. It's the it's the original cleaner for for humankind. You get a bunch of fucking sand. You can get the doo doo off. Now you just, you're gonna get it off. Now you can say he's gonna fuck with your American brain. Yeah. Because you're gonna be like, man, I just had doo doo shit all over my fucking hand. I was just floating in doo doo water. That, so it's everybody's doo doo water. No, no one voiced any uh, <clears throat> consternation like wait a minute what are you doing yeah so it led me to think that they're all shitting in the water now That's I'm right. not an expert on tides yeah do you see where I'm going with this <laughs> but one thing I do know about them is that they're pretty constant because of the moon and the sun yeah primarily the moon you take a dump out there yeah it might skedaddle for a while yeah but somewhere along this beach and I know it's not at camp you're not pooping in and coming right back at you. Yeah. But somewhere on this beach that y'all are walking down every day. Well, maybe. you're healthy because it, my my current poops would not, they, they would be fine. They would just become sea matter, get eaten by fish. But if someone had like a really <laughs> prop, like a hard stool up there, yeah. that fucker's going to roll onto the beach a lot. I would dig a hole and shit in the hole and then get in the water for like rinsing. That's the thing. So every episode, you see these people out there after challenge. They got muddy, or maybe they were just and out there in those salt, rubbing through their hair, getting yeah. the grime out with sand, rubbing their armpits with sand. And I'm like, well, how? Where's the doo doo part? Because if you're oh, that's doing over that, there, that's over there. No, you, well, that's what I'm saying. What if you just see a guy? He's like a little bit out. He's yeah. going a little further out. Yeah. But he's clearly, like, clearly pinching a loaf. And then you look like 20 feet away. And there's some guy just rubbing salt and fucking. In a, grand, in a grander sense, like fish shit, you know, other other sea life shits. So, I mean, ocean water is just one big pool of piss and shit. All right, I have to know. <laughs> you, you, I, I had this, I'm asking this because I had this feeling on the way. I just, I need to travel. Mm-hmm. I need to right now in my life. I don't, I'm going to this cruise, which is okay. Yeah. You're in the Caribbean and you're on the sea. And I do like that a lot, actually. I, I go into my mind about pirate stuff, as you well know. Yeah. But if. Based on your travel preferences, which all seven listeners know are pretty stringent, mm. if you were recruited, I know you don't have any desire, but if you were recruited 
To be on Survivor. To be on Survivor, which for the last six or seven seasons has been fixed in one location. They don't move it anymore. Hmm. It's in Fiji. So imagine it. Yeah. I mean, it is exactly what you just imagined. It is that. It's stunningly beautiful. But you know the conditions. It's hot. Well, beyond hot. Yeah, it is hot. It's also freezing cold at night, and it rains fairly, you know, with regularity. Probably get like bit by ants in your sleep. You're getting bit by ants. It's a survivor experience, and then, and then add on the top of that the stuff that I, even I, as a lover of the show, don't know. Yeah. Like, do they tell you to dig a hole, or does they say the best way is to go out in the water and shit? Mm. Uh, as far as ball and dick hygiene, although it doesn't say that in the contract, it doesn't say like, hey, smelly cooteritis. Here's what we suggest you do. Where are you cranking them out? You know, because even even in like the on the worst survivor day. They're cranking one out. You're going to crank that's it out. That's an aspect, too. Think about it. 39 days. What do they have to do? Because <laughs> the cameras are constantly around. That's part of the deal. Yeah. You're walking down the beach. There's going to be... if Even if you say, if it's not part of gameplay, and you're just like, I'm, it's just beautiful. I'm in Fiji. I'm going to go walk this beach and watch that sun go down. Yeah. There's going to be some fucking guy from San Francisco with a camera on you all the time. <laughs> so are you cranking them out in front of a cameraman? No, but I'm saying they have to do that on off hours. Those, cam- those camera people go and sleep, right? Yeah. It, it gets dark. Some nights there are set. They'll probably tell them we're setting up a camera here to catch B footage. All that bullshit. Yeah. But just like a Civil War soldier shot in the gun, <clears throat> I don't know where they go <laughs> to tug one out. But yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I was in the game... And then you got all this fucking shit going on. You got different sides with different people. This guy hates this person. Yeah. She's tagging with them. You're trying to wrap your mind around do we have the numbers? Who do I vote with? I mean, that's a lot to fucking keep you know, the, the game. You're away from your family. You're tired. You're hungry. All the things. Yeah. I'm going to want to not have that be one of the issues. I can't have a, <laughs> a buildup yeah. become part of that maelstrom of yeah. what I'm already having to deal with. Yeah. So you make a great point. <laughs> Where does that happen? Yeah. And yes, that is something I want to talk about. And are, are, are people that aren't in a relationship, are there people having sex on Survivor? Okay, I can't say with any degree of certainty if anyone's had sex on Survivor. I know What's that people that have like? met and gotten married and mm. definitely been in the game flirtatious and definitely cuddled late at night to stay warm and done all those things. Yeah. I don't know if someone said, hey, tonight, make sure you use the extra good sand and get it all in there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, because I guess at the end of the day... I mean, how do you treat a UTI or a yeast infection while oh, you're in the well, middle of Survivor? Another unbelievably great question. <laughs> These are the... I watch all the... Bl- I follow some of the blogs. I watch all this shit. Are we really watching... Silence of the Lambs. We're just now getting to this. <laughs> Interesting. I saw the floating head out of the corner of my eye. Was she a great big fat person? Wait, was she a great big fat person? Um, I can't ever hear that song <laughs> and not think... After all, it is a great big word. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Is yeah. that Springsteen? I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, all I, right. I just always think of the... Take it easy, baby. Make it last all night. That's not... That's, she's my American girl. That's, that's not Springsteen. That's not Springsteen. But that's the song that, yeah. that she's playing right before she gets... Well, I just... Can you help me get this in there? I just get Sawyer Brown... As Buffalo Bill in my head all the time now. Oh, Sawyer Brown, man. <laughs> would you fuck me? Well, I'd fuck me. I won't fuck me. Would Put you Put lotion me? on its skin. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I got to start listening to these more. You were yelling at me. I was holding your dog. And you was wearing a coat out of human skin. <laughs> well, you'd fuck me. Well, I'd fuck me. 
put I ain't sh- first class, but I like it in the ass. <laughs> I'm wild and a little crazy. <laughs> you was yelling at me. I was holding <laughs> your dog. And you were wearing a coat from human skin. <laughs> if all, all our seven <laughs> listeners probably like, we're the ones that know who Sawyer Brown is. Listening to... Uh, all the all crazy horses or whatever that song was. What? There's some song called Crazy Horses or I don't know that he's listening to when he does the tuck. Oh shit! Goodbye horses, I think I don't maybe. Know the name of the song. That's some deep cut shit. That I don't. I wouldn't know. There's a T-shirt with him on it, and it just says Goodbye Horses. So all, back to what we're saying. Would you Would you go? No, that sounds fucking. A miserable. million dollars on the line. Yeah, I'm not gonna win it. Dude, by going to the island, you have a one in one in twenty chance of winning a million dollars. Where else would you turn down those odds? One in twenty. You're never gonna get that close to a million dollars in one fail swoop again. You might make a million dollars in your life. I certainly hope so. Yeah. I think you actually have to. You have two kids, so you're gonna <laughs> spend like upwards of four hundred thousand dollars just raising them to eighteen. So. Yeah. You will have at some point accumulated a million dollars. Yeah. I won't, it'll never be in one place at the same time. Exactly. So this is your it'll one have been in twenty s- spread out over several just by going two thousand dollar paychecks. Just by going to Fiji and participating in the game and trying to win the game, mm-hmm. you have a one in twenty chance of winning a million dollars. Has anybody who's ever not won the game been able to parlay it into something else? Yeah. Parlay yeah. their Absolutely. I suppose that yeah, maybe, but I, I've never even really watched the show. So, like, my whole is like, I don't want to get fucking bit by bugs and shit in the middle of the night, and then, like, the next day have to go balance on a log in the water. For the while, pod. While, while, while people throw fish at me or whatever the fuck they do. For the podcast. Yeah. Would you be willing to watch the upcoming season? And before you answer, let me let me tell you this. Mm. Oh, it's so hard to sit in front of a fucking television once <laughs> a week. not interesting. Time out. I'm asking, I said, consider it science, consider okay. it for the pod. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that the upcoming season, which is already filmed and stuff, and is coming in late February, is the first time in the history of the show that 20 winners already won a million dollars will be playing against each other Mm. for the prize of two million dollars. So it's the largest prize in the history of the game, and only consisting of players who have already won Survivor at least once, Mm. including one that has won the show twice. Wow. Sandra's won it twice. She's won two million dollars, and it couldn't have gone to a better... I think she's one of the best players of all time, but also just a great human being. I love Sandra. I don't know what would wear me out faster, the the environment or the fucking political high school level bullshit that goes on between the people there. Like I would I would probably get voted off very early on for just not being cooperative. <laughs> but I think <coughs> dude, dude, I need you to look at this a little bit more objectively. Because this is good pot if you let it be. <laughs> <laughs> if you let it be. Okay. I'm saying, you would go into this. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that in you. I believe it's easier for you to sit here in your office right now and mm-hmm. say these things. But if you said yes to the offer, yeah. you flew to Fiji, yeah. kissed your family goodbye, said, hopefully I'm back in 39 days. Well, actually, you're going to be gone 39 days anyway. I found that little tidbit out. Yeah, you got to stay there because you can't leak but the wins. at worst... It's a 38, nine day, 38 at worst, day <laughs> yeah. break. Yeah. Well, you're in fucking Fiji. And I'm sure they're not just saying you're in Fiji, you have to stay in this room. I'm absolutely sure you get some time. I don't know. Maybe you just sleep where the crew sleeps. Here's a tent and a bottle of water. Rice is on Thursdays. You got to ride it out now. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick safe sex, real quick. Okay. 
All right. Yeah, no, I we're back. I think what we need to do before we dive back into Survivor, new game plan for food. Mm-hmm. We need to game plan it better. I can either bring something yeah. that's not horrible for both of us, mm-hmm. and, that, and that opens up our range because I'm coming here, so I can always stop in different places. Right. We'll open up our range a little bit. I think that's the snafu we're hitting now. Yeah. Because I don't want the same old shit. But the only thing we can get with ease is McDonald's. And is the same old shit. Gallo's Pizza. And I Which don't want to tell M&P again that we got McDonald's. He's given us sound advice about staying away. I'm telling you, though, the buffalo tenders at Gallo's, I forgot how good they were. That's different. I would do the tenders at Gallo's. I don't look at it as the same. If we w- if I don't want it right now because yeah. I had chicken tenders And they have the night. really good runny ranch. It's, I, I forgot how good it was. Oh, I forget how good it is. To, no, right, I feel better right now knowing I have this unbelievable ranch I made at home. Mm-hmm. It makes my day better, but that's a yeah. fat kid thing. Yeah. Back to what I was saying. If you were to say <clears> yes and go in the family and you said to yourself on that plan, okay, I have a one in, I'm never going to get this opportunity again. I have a one in 20 chance of winning a million dollars. You wouldn't go into that camp. Even if somebody, you're better at this than you, you let on. I I personally think. I mm. think your patience is pretty short by comparison to my own, but I don't oh, know what the baseline is. I'm so glad you said that. I'll come back to it. There was a super pissed off lady at Taco Bell a day, and I got to tell you about That's it. That's wonderful. Hang on. We've already Taco Belled enough. We can wrap it. <laughs> <laughs> with Taco if you want. Do you get to bring Taco Bell to Survivor? That'd be dope. What do you get but, to bring? Hold on. Is well, it like Naked on. and Afraid where you get to bring stuff? No, they, they come with... <clears throat> I, I'm often amused at what people wear when they come to the island because that's like what you're going to basically have. Right. You have some shoes. You have one pair of clothing, maybe a swimming suit. I mean, it's very minimal what they can come with. Like there's you said, no it's rate. there's no there's none of the amenities. There's no like you said, it's cold at night. So like, can you go in like the pants that you can zip the legs off to turn into shorts with like a t-shirt and then a fleece? So you've you got layers. Go to, if you want to go to a desert island, I've seen. Here's the thing that blows me and I, Leonid's mind is like, a, a guy will come in out with a fucking coat, like in a in a two piece. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's you what I mean. Like the article of clothing that least least suits the environment. That's what I'm asking. Like, going. can you go to REI and pick up some clothes that make sense that are multi environment use? Like I knew a guy who used to do landscaping, and he had the pants that zipped off at the knee. So if he got hot, he could turn them into shorts. But like if he was getting ready to go into like some thick brush or whatever, and he wanted to protect his legs, he could zip them back on. Huh. Like I'd get those, and I'd get one of those. I'd get a shirt made out of like that moisture wicking material for the hot days. And I'd get like a Patagonia thick fleece for nighttime, and that'd be my and that'd be what I wore. Fucking dead, battery life on this thing. Mm. Sorry. No, let's assume that they don't. But this is only for our purpose. Like, has anybody ever come in? Like, no one's ever showed up looking like they were prepared for the journey. So that leads me to believe you're not allowed to. That you probably don't. It's just not. You can't come with some like they just black bag you and throw you in a van when you least <laughs> expect it, and that's what you're wearing on Survivor. That sounds awesome. That'd be pretty tight, actually. But no. I, Fuck! I, I was wearing flip flops and think, no underwear. I think you would be fine if you would get it. Like I don't. I'm, you're not. You said you're gonna get voted off first because you're not be able to deal with bullshit or whatever. You said you. you yeah, you will. Because you're playing like, for a million dollars. If there's some chirpy Bible thumper over here, every mm. instinct in you is gonna want to fucking throw sand at him. And they're gonna. They'll be judging you already because you're covered in tats. That's the dynamic of the game. Ooh, there's a point right there. That with no sunscreen, you 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 fuck whatever tattoo work you got up being out in the sun like that. Well, you don't always have to be out in the sun. 
You mean you sleep in the shade? Most of those people, from what I remember, like in the earliest seasons, look pretty fucking sunburnt by the end of it. I mean, if you're not, if you're stupid, yeah. But you know, you're not spending the majority of your day out in the sun. The challenge might be in the sun. Yeah. If you're out, no, that's a problem. If it's one of these agility things or one of these like endurance challenges, and you're somehow your balance is really good all of a sudden, and you've been standing in the sun for an hour. Yeah. Now, if they, I don't know if they're allowed sunscreen in situations like that because that could be potentially harmful. I imagine in some situations that you don't see on TV because there's some of these endurance challenges have gone for two hours sometimes. Everyone else is done. They die. They were out yeah. the challenge inside ten minutes. These two people are just in the middle of this life changing thing in their head where they're like, I'm not going to quit in two hours, two and a half hours. I am sure at that point they have to administer some sunscreen because sun poisoning is legitimate. Yeah. Especially when you're dehydrated, you're malnutritioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they have doctors constantly on hand. So yeah. I know that you will not always be without sunscreen. Now, at camp, yeah, there's no sunscreen. Now, I've seen some... You want a challenge? You I get, get one you get of those. Luxury, they call it. You might get sunscreen. That's why, if I could, I would come in a long sleeve, moisture wicking, like water shirt, like the kind of stuff you see like pale guys wear to the beach. Yeah. Okay. I'd rock that. That's actually a really good idea. I'd have to do the same thing because if I burn, yeah. Like Leah gave me the talk last night, as if she was my mom, because that's usually how she talks to me. I know. It's uh, <laughs> true. I'm fine with it. Uh, she uh, she gave me the speech about. How the sun is so much more intense in the Caribbean. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know. And she's like, well, that means, you know, she's like, you're going to do this and this and this and this. And I was like, she said I had to get 60. And I was like, fuck, SPF 60? That sounds like something you put on, like, babies. Yeah. Well, and the truth of the matter is, beyond a certain SPF, it's just bullshit. You're just you're just buying something that's not any strong. Like, there's a cutoff. It's Where, like, I mean, one, it's, how do you know this? Kristen's told me this before, just from what she knows with skincare stuff. It's like vitamins. Like you can buy five thousand milligrams of B twelve, but your body can't absorb five thousand. Yeah. So like, yeah, you took it, but you're not going to get five thousand. And yeah, you bought a hundred and twenty SPF, but the real max is like sixty sixty five. So it's you're not getting yeah. so more I've hit, SPF. I've hit the line though. Probably so. so, so yeah. I don't think. It, I mean, fifty is fine, right? I don't know. You'll definitely want the stick kind. So that you're not using your doo-doo hands to rub sunscreen <laughs> on your body. I'm going on a cruise. I'm not going on Survivor. Oh, I see. Well, still, you want the stick well, kind so you to. don't get doo-doo on your hands. I hope to. Because I just feel like if if I can get past the movie, it could be such a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And not just for, like, outwardly in the game. There's plenty of these people have gone on and done. Colby's, for instance, was in the second season. He's been he's an actor. He had his own History Channel show, which was, like, some kind of competition show with guns. You know, he, he, he knows his niche. And then he was in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is one of my favorite episodes of all time. Okay. Where it was, it's just called The the Survivor. And they go to a dinner, and at the dinner, this person shows up with a Holocaust survivor, thinking that when he was told, it was Larry's dad came to the dinner. <laughs> and Larry had told him that a guy from Survivor would be on, would be at the dinner, a survivor. <laughs> right. And it was Colby from season two. Right. He brought his friend who had been the survivor of the camps in Germany and in Poland. And the old guy's like, where's the other survivor? He's very old. His hands are shaking. And he's like, that's him. He's like, what? And then they have this argument with Colby. saying, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. And they're going back and forth. He's like, I had this poop in the woods and sleeping in a tent. I had to. Like, it's much worse. Yeah. You get it. Speaking of which, I got here early today on this Sunday. And I was a little early. So I stopped at this. You were a lot early. I wasn't that early. It was 4 o'clock. 
not that early. Okay. But I stopped over here at this, uh, this antique store. Which one? Uh, I thought they were all Broad. gone. It's a big one. It's on Broad. If you go past... Yeah, right, I mean, there's like there's right there's on one or two still left there. This one we go to all the time. It's got good stuff. They, they, were, they were busy today. I mean, they were selling yep. shit like crazy. But we go in there, and I was looking at the cabinets, and there's a guy... It just, I just saw 50% off. It said, I am retiring. I don't know how you retire from selling shit at an antique mart that you don't <laughs> have to go to. These people are vendors. You know how this works, right? Yeah. The space is owned by one person. Yeah, it's like Kudzu. All these people. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know what you're retiring <clears throat> from. And maybe you're moving. Yeah. That's probably what your sign should have said. Moving sale, everything 50% off. But this dude's... Here's what this man had. And I say man because I can't see any other way. Mm-hmm. It was... A very impressive collection of African American art in the most racist form possible. <laughs> when I say African American art, I do not mean that it was made by African Americans or was, Africa, or like made by Southern racist white people yeah, that might be friends with these, our grandmother. It looks like what your kids would have done, like in Sambo class art in 1915, like Sambo. You remember, think about yes. it. There's good stand-up material. The kids at school making things. I remember. Did you ever do anything in school with with porcelain or clay? Yeah. We did too. So they, like, you molded it, mm-hmm. then they would take it and fire it in the kiln, yeah. make it glossy, and then you'd paint it. Or you'd paint it, then it would come back to you glossy. Right? Now, in 1915, they were probably, all right, kids, we're going to make us a little Sambo doll here. Make those lips bigger there, Clementine. Like all the things. <laughs> yeah. Like when the kids came home with their shit to show their parents. When I was a high school student and then a little bit of college, I was pursuing history and I had this idea to kind of uh, along the same lines as, as you pursue like German history or World War II history or Holocaust history. I was interested in that stuff. I'm sorry. It's uh, okay, bleep it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, never mind. Oh, it's going to get it's going to get bleeped. Now, can we just this, that just... will be what brings the show down. Some, no, that, some someone at SoundCloud will no, hear it. This, yeah, let's just <laughs> snip that. We'll snip it and we'll we'll bump it in some context here. They'll have no context to what we just said. Oh, you want to cut the whole conversation? I think we have to. <laughs> we can leave this, and that can be your mystery of the week. Yeah, okay. But I think. <laughs> well, then I'm not going to tell gonna... my story that I was about to go into because it, it correlates directly to that. That's so. actually not. There you go. You, we could challenge you to be really good at the cuts. So you take that story up to as far as you can go. <laughs> and then you just, and then you, may, you take out as much as you want. Maybe you roll a story of your own in there. So it's like this little interlude that no one has any fucking clue what's going <laughs> and on. And this was when Austin said, <laughs> with an A. I'm not even done with this fucking cabinet. Okay. Mm. So that the bottom row we've already discussed in some detail. The second row was this very, very authentic looking African art. Mm. Sculpture. There was all kinds of stuff. The next row was an like all old badges. Texas lawman badges, railroad security badges, mm. stuff kids in the 1950s would have loved. Yeah. You know? Belt buckles intermingled in between. <clears throat> the top row was Nazi commandant stuff. We had a whole bit of Nazi stuff. This is just right down the street. Right down the street. We've got little uh, name tags Mm -hmm. from some concentration camps that said security team and and German on them. Mm. So you take that for what it 
what it's worth. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're authentic. They had he had a, a, right next to that was an assemblage of KKK related materials. Everything mm. from a it like a, a, a commemorative blade. It was about two feet long. To uh, pieces of literature that they were clear pamphlets that would have been handed out. You need a KKK period. sword. You need that. <laughs> That's like right next to the Hitler Youth Knife. Yeah. You know, that's that's your... I remember driving back from Kingsport, Tennessee with my buddy Josh when we did the sideshow up there. On the way up, we had seen signs for the South's largest rebel flag store somewhere in... Like, we kind of like cut through a Carolina, I feel like, to go... Yeah, we did. We drove through Asheville and then hooked over back into Tennessee. <clears throat> I said, on the way back, we got to check out the world's largest... Or the South's largest rebel flag store. Probably the world's. If it's the South's largest, it's, it's just not like, a rebel flag store. It's not like there's a bigger one, but like it was rebel flag everything. Like, picture an item and there's a rebel flag on it, and they have it at this giant log cabin house. Okay. Somewhere in North Carolina, and we're just killing some time. And and Josh didn't want the store owner to think we were get, you know we were there to bust his balls, which is basically what we were there to do like was sort of point and laugh. So he's like legitimately looking at like pins to put on your your leather jacket and shit like oh, this one's kind of cool he's he's like in his mind it's kind of like paying buying some m&ms to use the bathroom so you don't get shit for not being a paying customer it's like we gotta walk out here with something so we don't look like we just came in here to razz the guy but as i made my way to the back of the store that's when i found all of the clan literature ah. <laughs> i was like this isn't old this is new hire stuff this is <laughs> they're just selling yeah so it's like yeah you could get a shirt with like titties and a rebel flag bikini but there's also some just straight up like how to join the clan literature back here. Uh, you know what? I'll just say it like Aldo Reigns. He's out there. I like my racist KKK members to be out there. Yeah. He's out there. Yeah. He's selling or at least. He's out in the open. Giving the literature away. Selling the literature. I don't know what he's doing <laughs> with it. But he's out there in the open with it. I'm here selling. Look at my store. Mm-hmm. There's no pretext here. No. So it's that old weirdness of uh, me. And it's like I. Respect that racist yeah. more than a closeted, you know, Rachel. I don't even know how to describe it, but you understand what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, so, it's like the serial, yeah, the serial killer you know versus the one we'll never know about. Right. Yeah, it's like I'd rather. It's good to know he's there. Yeah, if, if there is a a cross burning nearby, we know where to start looking. Right. <laughs> At your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to talk about this. <laughs> I'll just bleep it and we'll leave everything else in. I gotta hear it after that though. Because if bleeping gets even worse. What are we gonna do? Air this on Wednesday? Can you go back and can you, can you do like uh hold on, let's take a safe sex. <laughs> so yeah, anyways. <clears throat> that 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 last little segment there would I mean if we were ever gonna get like Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer to like our podcast, this is the episode to get them to listen to. Why? <laughs> Just because of all the the jokes that Tom makes at Burt's expense about being racist when he's the least racist person imaginable uh, because of a few slips of the tongue. He's like, "What'd you say, Bert? What'd you say about the Jews?" <laughs> like, you know, because like, like, like Bert will just get his words twisted. Like, "Oh fuck, you're gonna you're gonna." make that sound bad later in post and then and then tom will yeah because it's funny yeah uh yeah well but would you go and not <clears> on <throat> survivor i don't know man like you may you may as well ask me if i would go to like a, a six week long like fucking football camp i don't want to go do that for a million dollars you would no i wouldn't dude come on it's like you're not accepting the reality that this is for what with after taxes six hundred thousand dollars <laughs> maybe. 
that's about right. That'd yeah. be, that's about right. 40% seems the high end. It's not the lottery. This is money you technically earned. Yeah. A so it's just you bringing home one in 20 chance of if you do it right. Yeah. Not having to really work if you were to do it right. $600,000 investment, you could legitimately do what you want to do to make money, mm. not what you have to do to make money. Right. And you take 500000 invest correctly and wisely. That's on you, of course. But life-changing money for you and your family. You wouldn't attempt the game? I suppose I would, but that's a lot of time off of work. So if I don't win and now I have no job, was it worth the risk? There, you're getting fired? That's a long time to not be here. There's three people that work here. If I'm not here, someone's got to come take my place. Understood. Of your your old man would say to you, "This is an opportunity. <clears throat> You've been chosen. I had one a, in twenty people. I had to go a, on the most successful game show. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna hire somebody to work here chance, for forty days. With a one in twenty chance for me <laughs> yeah. to make a million dollars and yeah. change my life. He's not gonna hire someone to do what I do to work here for forty days and then shit can him when I come back." You don't think there's some no. temp agency that he could contact for 30, 40 days? When I had an opportunity to go work elsewhere and it was a maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't situation, you just got to go try it and hope that you can make the sales happen. He said, if you do this, you got to commit to it because you got to know if you leave, I'm hiring somebody else and I'm not going to just fire him because it didn't work out and you want to come back and work for your dad again. <laughs> so no, I don't think, I think, I think I would have to go find some new line of work. To do so, that, that, I, that's a little surprising to me. Because it's not. This is not you going to try a sales job. Yeah. This is. It's not that. It's me. It's me going to be on TV to shit in the woods. It's and not. But again, it's not just TV. Yeah. This is prime time television. <laughs> if you have aspirations for you and Burke listen, and a million old no, people, no, no. I don't know anybody else Dude, who watches this show. What it shows. This is that's the kind of condescending attitude I don't like. Yeah, I don't watch. But it's it. a bunch of young people. Oh boy. It's all right. We're good. We, we had a spill here, folks. Got a water you spill. Know it was was fate coming back. Slaps his hand away for saying something so stupid. <laughs> it's all young people. There's old people that love the show too, and they get on the show. But I'm a median age. I'm in prime time for this show. I don't. I don't and watch still, even television. If you dreams. You're funny. So anytime they put the guy, you know, and a lot of, on all, every one of these shows every night. You, you know, they, these, the cameras, the producers take players off to the side, and it becomes like the old school days on the uh, the real world before it started sucking and became a sex fest, where they do confessional. It's the same thing here. They pull them to the side, you do your one-on-ones with the camera. People that are funny, they get a lot of screen time. And then the survivor starts doing a thing where they hashtag it. So if you said something, you know, Mick Schmare, and they're like, what? But it was funny enough to get a hashtag, it'd be yeah. hashtag Mick Schmare. Think of the doors that open. By you being you, like if you do, if you do listen to the Bible thunder and you do hold back, and then they take you off in the woods and you start going on and on for thirty minutes, they cut all those sound bits, the best ones, and down. You can be the funniest person on Survivor. What Next if, thing you know, you might not win. Let's say you get past a few things, you become a fan favorite. They have you back another season. Now you're if, on TV uh, again. <laughs> what if I was the guy on Survivor? What if I was like the Ricky Gervais of Survivor, making fun of Survivor while I was on Survivor? Like he I goes, like he goes on NBC and makes fun of NBC. Yeah, I think it's a sell. Yeah, the Survivor needs. I that like right look now. right down the camera, like, hey, all you old people out so, there see, watching primetime TV. You don't watch. You don't know. Last season, they needed. They need. This ties into all the stuff we've talked about over the years. Mm. 
They need a refresher course because CBS had some royal fuck-ups. So the short version of this story is they it's had... It's on a, CBS? Oh, yeah. That's why I think old people watch it. Well, that's... Again, I'm not getting into that because that's stupid. Because this it's is like, like the most watched you television. Survivor and then you the got... demographic the, literally goes from 18 to like 72 for Survivor. There's no pigeonholing it. You got Survivor and then you got the Tom Selleck show where he's in the Navy, but he's also an attorney. I don't know. Uh, I think... <laughs> I don't watch any of those shows. So you're getting me off... off off kilter here. Anyways, on the show, the main players in this particular short story, I'll try to keep it short. One of these guys, an older man, looks, I mean, I say this, and you can pull it up on the Google. He looks surprisingly similar and weirdly similar to Harvey Weinstein. And what's, what's his name? And what's his job? Oh, Dan. Just put Dan Survivor. It's bound to come up because it was such a controversy. Survivor. Two tards. I love Survivor. Dan Survivor. The guy right there on top right. Click on that top right image. Uh, it's fine too. Yeah. Looks just like Harvey Weinstein. That could be Harvey Weinstein's fucking cousin, Dick Weinstein. Maybe. Dude, come on. If you looked up Harvey Weinstein right now, they're not that dissimilar. Okay, it turns out his job, he's also a Hollywood producer. Mm. Is so he a, Is he a diddler? About, I don't know, six episodes in, maybe less. A couple of the girls are talking, and they're like, I really don't like that he touches me. And then another girl says, me too. And all of a sudden, they realize they have this shared thing, because they then Survivor, being a television show, starts showing the cutaways, the B footage of Dan. Like there's, and there was an Asian girl, really good. I can't remember her name. And she was like, she was at the mail. She was at the crux of this. Yeah, Fallon Kelly. Kelly. Um, this is great pot for all the Survivor fans. Oh, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it's weird. But I'm saying, regardless of Survivor, it's just a television moment. That's a total screw job. Mm. So or screw up. So they, you know, she, they're all the girls are all talking about this unwanted touching, and you know what time period we live in. Yeah. And Survivor being a television show cuts away while they're still talking and shows footage of Dan taking his finger and, and brushing back Kelly's hair behind her ear while they're talking. Like, they're just having a conversation about the game, and he's, like, <laughs> t- pushing her hair behind her ear. That's a bit much. I'm yeah. not saying it's assault. It's not like I'm going crazy. These are things you would do on the show. No. <laughs> no. But the girls start talking about it. They say, let's vote Dan out. This is getting really weird. Yeah. Turns out, well, two of the girls, while they said, yeah, they're weird about it, turns out they didn't feel weird about it. They were like, I like snuggling with Dan at night to keep warm. Mm-hmm. They were using it as gameplay, whereas this girl was taking this whole weirdness super serious with yeah. the touching. You see the problem they have. Yeah. Two of them like the feeling of his boner up against the, <laughs> the other. The other two don't. They like the radiating heat that pulsates off that overweight gentleman. How do you how do you deal with that? Like if there is like you're married, like if there's a girl on the on the cast with you, yeah, and she's like, We need like you need body heat to stay warm at night. We both foolishly came in t shirts. Like yeah. let's let's snuggle to stay warm. <laughs> if you haven't had, if you have, that guy down there just unzipped his pants yeah. and has turned it into a fucking tent. <laughs> if uh, if you haven't managed to find a Civil War bush to crank one out, in, <laughs> and it's it's been two weeks, a little bit of human contact with even a remotely attractive girl. In Careful, the, friction's friction. You're gonna get a boner. How do you, I mean? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about survivor boners? We have we have talked about this. We have. Okay. Uh, it's a game. Yeah. It's cold. Mm-hmm. I'm not a... I, look, my wife knows me. <clears throat> I don't even like to get, you know, a good old-fashioned Lewinsky unless things are pretty well tip-top shape down there. 
And that's out of, that's just me thinking about my partner, my, my significant other. That's me thinking for other people. Yeah. I like things to be nice and tidy down there, cleaned up, showered, you know. I can't even imagine fooling around or doing anything with anyone on that island, single or married. <laughs> That's just, I, I don't do well with odor. Yeah. So, it, you know. And you're not going to have the, like, the relationship with a contest with a fellow contestant on the first couple of nights when everybody's still smelling somewhat good. Well, you build relationships early. Yeah. That's true of business, too. I read that one of these things where you, you pretty much have an idea of what you think about a person inside of 15 seconds. And I kind of scoffed at it. But if you think about it, I, I'm pretty well I'm pretty well a believer in that. Just at least yeah. first impression. It's like, I can get a grasp on you within 15 seconds. Yeah. You I can know? spot a douche real fast. Oh, dude, I spotted a, a double douche at the club. So I'm wait, I'm pouring coffee. I usually make my coffee after I work out. I'm sitting there making my coffee. Guy's ordering something. This big guy, look, he's fresh off the workout, which is gross to me. Like, go have a wash off. I don't yeah. know. You don't have to walk over here sweaty to get your smoothie, you know? Mm. But he's over there, and he's talking to this girl. He's clearly flirting with this cute little black girl that was running the counter. And she's being nice and cordial. Like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up, man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing. So he's flirting. Yeah. Right? And I'm only getting a 10-minute... Shut the... Stop. I can't do this spot if you're going to do that face. <laughs> So he's telling, he's talking to this girl. I only, mind you, this is all like 10, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about how someone pulled, it, it was just, this was the conversation he was having with this poor girl trying to work at a coffee counter in the gym. He's like, yeah, he pulled out in front of me. You know, and then he flashes gun. So I was like, ha, ha, I flashed too because I have like nine guns in my car. <laughs> this is what I heard, right? Yeah. And then she's like, you have nine guns in your car? And he's like, yeah, I got my sniper rifle out there right now too just because I've been out shooting. I love to shoot, you know? That's all I heard because I was like, I got to get the fuck away from this guy. Yeah, real doucher. I I mean, none of that would be true. Nine <laughs> guns in your car. I mean, does really? It was a sniper. It was an OIF one and two. <laughs> That's Operation Iraqi Freedom, by the way. One and two. I wear the flag upside down. Because we're in distress. I mean, I needed 15 seconds. Because even if he's trying to be boastful, yeah. if you're trying to peacock for this girl that's really cute behind the counter, that's what you're going to? Yeah, it's you're not saying, good. You're not even dick-waving. No. You're just saying, I have a lot of guns. What's that do for you? Hey, you work uh, at a... Making me uncomfortable. You work at a gym. <laughs> you work at a gym. You like guns, too? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, I have expected him to cock yeah. a bicep. Yeah. It sounds like a real douche. Yeah. I mean, Banks is probably best friends with this guy. They <laughs> together. By the way, speaking of Banks, he he was like, he was blown away. He even he even referenced um, an It's Always Sunny moment when they recount what Mac did. I think it was when they recount what Mac did to the Dennis doll in that season. Like It was like a play-by-play of, yeah. of like blowing loads in it. Yeah. <clears throat> and Mac, definitely been blown. And Mac was like, spot on. Like... <laughs> Play by play, spot on. And he said that's he was having that moment when I was guessing his butt play percentages oh, from his I own. Remember, I don't remember. I said that he was a hundred percent on other girls on girls' butts, and he's like seventy percent on his own. <laughs> like if like a digit dropped during a blowjob, seventy percent of the time he's gonna be okay with it. Wow. And he was like spot on, spot on, like spot on, hundred <laughs> percent correct with my butt play analysis. 
little bit disturbed that you were so spot on. Well, I mean, I just I got I've known him for I've known him his whole life. I got to read on that. Good to know. <laughs> um, uh, Alan, I think playfully said we we had nailed him for his baby doll. There's baby games. Well, I mean, I've never even seen a Adult picture of baby. Alan, but just by the sound of his voice, I was able to pick up on that. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, <laughs> what's funny is that if, if he did respond that way, but only as a photo, ha ha, and to distance himself further from the truth. Yeah. Like, what if we legitimately mm-hmm. nailed it? Yeah. Do you know that feeling? I'm really good at this, and Leah hates it. That's why she won't let me do it anymore. She'll pull the, you know, I got your Christmas presents in. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask not probing questions. So mm. It's always periphery questions. And then for like three Christmases in a row, I nailed really inane gifts. Like things that one ought not be able to guess. Mm. And she would get so frustrated. But this is the same principle here. What if we were all ha 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 and Alan Alan has an adult is baby fetish. Adult baby shit. And they have like so they have like, you know, their kids have real cribs. That's why he stays in South Carolina, so you don't ever have to know. Yeah. So his kids have their real cribs. And yeah, then, well, and then he know, has one. Well, they underneath the floorboards in the back of the house is mm. the adult man-sized baby crib. Yeah. With all the accoutrement, like yeah. big oversized. Big bottles. Big bottles. Big, big pacifiers. Oversized. That reminds me. The other thing I saw. The guys I, that are really committed to that, like they shit they in their diapers. Just, yeah, they shit, piss, eat in their. I, I don't, we don't need to do all that because I was just playing with Alan. That's how, that, if he is, then fuck, man. <laughs> If he is and yeah. he rides in silence, I actually do think he's murdered someone. Yeah. But to baby bottles, which is weird tie-in, the other thing I saw at that store and I took a picture and sent it to Leah, is they have these antique baby bottles and on it it had this description and it was called the murder bottle. Mm. This particular bottle, it came with a nipple that had a little line attached that went down into the bottle itself so they would draw it was notoriously hard to clean mm. and almost certain to have bacteria after a very short amount of time. Mm. So the statistic on this particular model was three, only three in ten babies that used that mo- that particular model of of bottle. Yeah, made it past the age of two. And if they, it was their regular everyday bottle, what year is this thing? Like, hand me my phone. Was this like the 1930s or the 1870s? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it was the 18s, and that's what's a little <laughs> bit uh, disconcerting because we always think, oh, we were so much better. Ma'am, I don't understand. Were you smoking Lucky Strikes in the crib? <laughs> uh, okay, yes, yes, you were, you were well right. I had the number. It was 1841. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, but, but also that, statistically, that, that, yeah, they were probably kids didn't live rate. past two for a lot of reasons in 1841. Like, you had to have a brood of children so that a few would survive. Like, if you're, if you're out, you know, living on the, in the Native American territories, like, like one angry group of, uh, uh, well, it wasn't Cheyenne. What was the Indians in, in, uh, in uh, the movie that we like so much? In our movie? Comanches? Yeah, Comanches. Like, you could have three kids that are well, all healthy. Are we healthy. talking about the Trogledites? No, 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 no. We're talking about uh, the oh, Christian yeah. Bale movie. Yeah, those were, those were Comanches. Comanches. Yeah, like, you got three healthy kids that have all all doing well, but, like, <laughs> one angry Comanche comes through, yeah. all gone. Yeah, this, is, this episode might have a lot, of go, a lot going for it tonight, because the symmetry is online. Right before I walked in here, I always like to read the news. Mm-hmm. But I don't always go to the everyday political. It's always political now. So yeah. I skip down. They just determined that this particular... So they, Christopher Columbus 
even though he didn't do shit, mm-hmm. named these Indians the Caribe Indians, and he described them as cannibalistic mm. and like warrior-like, right? So we know that the Carib Indians existed. They were feared throughout the Caribbean. Okay. Uh, but we, we had them, history-wise, we thought of them in terms of the, this is when they existed. But what they found out now is that they were around as early as 800 A.D., Okay. Roaming these islands, and they were a warlike tribe. They would steal the women and eat the men. Mm. So <laughs> I always I was thinking of the thought, you know, you're in this beautiful place. You're like our version is like Moana. So I put it that was instantly where my mind went. Okay. Right? So I because I I've watched the movie now by my count probably eighty nine times. Mm. That's why Disney Plus is wonderful, but we had to get Vivian to 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 branch out. Sure. And so. You know, now it's we're in Toy Story phase, and we've been there for a minute. We're you know we're over it, so we're trying to. Four will out. be out soon. Yeah, well, we watched it. It wasn't very good. Oh, it was four on Disney Plus already. No, you have it on your Vudu. I do. Yeah. Watched oh it, yeah, that's right. Week. I do. Very underwhelmed. Let's we can save that for another day. <laughs> um, can you imagine? Like we've take we've had the idea before of like doing like a like a workplace comedy set in an Indian tribe where you have like you know. Slams with fist. Who's in love with you know? Smells of roses. I forget what their names are. Slams with fist. <laughs> Slams with fist. Or like uh, <laughs> uh, hair and wind. You know. But what if what if we flipped the script a little? What if we made a workplace comedy and farted it- meeting. <laughs> Here comes farted meeting. Ha, 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 ha. What if we... Oh, this, this is good. This, this, this episode. I, I am just... You're checking all the boxes. <laughs> uh, sorry, what if, everyone. This is... God, we're so unwoke, but so woke. What are we? What if we made a work... What if we made a, a workplace comedy type thing from the perspective of tribe members of the cannibalistic tribe? So, like, they're not always out hunting no, and no. maiming and stealing women yeah. to rape and eating men. Like right. some days they're just hanging out. Like some days they're just like all like in a deep squat around a fire, like eating what's Telling like some really great story. Like a calf. Yeah. yeah. Like, like sharing a calf let, like a, like a, a calf muscle. Meat, like human jerky. Yeah. I actually imagine they would be doing but, yeah, Like scratching their balls, picking boogers, fucking like picking on the, the dumb one. Like, how do you, I guess it's like... Like, what's that what home I, life like? I am extremely... I'll tell you this. Because they have wives and children. Get, it's all related. I don't want to get back to what I started on it with. But I will say, it's an interesting thing you bring up. Because how... One, I would do it from a comedian perspective. I'm yeah. sure you're, you're, you're thinking. But two, not knowing anything about the Carib Indians. What was the social life? Because how do you like live in a symbiotic right. society? Right. You know, you have children you procreate you hunt you fish it's but then like does is it like a case of like oh the moon is right and they go fucking bloodlust like crazy and go down to the next tribe over don't just kill right and take but to take the women Mm -hmm. for sole purposes of that same like how do you integrate those into your own society well (laughs) after you said your life on that island must have been very nice and kind. <laughs> so we ate your husband and the sons, mm-hmm. and now you shall live here. And now we will and breed with you. every fourth night. <laughs> It'd be like a tribe of 
the Irishman. Like you were talking about when we talked about the Irishman, like he's just a regular guy. He's like, hey, I got a thing at eight. I got to go somewhere at eight. Where are you going? I <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. I'll be back at 830. And then he goes and he murders somebody. And he just gets in his car and turns the radio on and goes back home yeah, and kisses his kid. But in it. this case, it's a it's a it's a whole city of people that think that way. <laughs> like everyone around you is just cool with murder and cannibalism. Like that'd be a great well, okay. That'd be a great like comedy to, setting to push the art for. It has to be a situation where an outsider, which mm. is always the case, pretty much the case in any, an outsider has to be a part of it because they have to see this side. Yeah, that you're talking about that no, because you talk about Caribbeanians mm-hmm. now, you, people are gonna say cannibal. Yeah, they're gonna see the warrior out, you know, taking down other villages. Right, they don't see what they don't see is right. the warrior coming home like, and holding his baby and yeah. petting his dog, <laughs> and like like his dog's kissing him on his lips, and he's just <laughs> little chunks of calf meat. Yeah, and then like he just like gets a human finger and he puts it in the kid's mouth, and it's a real sweet moment. And as you're observing, you're like, wow, this guy's really. Great with his kids, and he loves his dog. <laughs> he just pulls out like a scalp, but it's not a normal scalp. It's like a big mammary gland from some <laughs> one of the women of the other tribe. Just shoves it in the kid's mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New pacifier, yeah. you know. <laughs> and his wife's like over there, like making people stew, and she just like looks at him like adoringly, like and wink, you like know, you're such a good father, you're such a good provider. <laughs> and he goes outside and he plays with his dog. He loves his dog. Like this guy, like. Kills people, <laughs> and rapes women, but he's a great family man, and so all are all of his neighbors. And you're just there, witness, like I don't. It's, these two don't line up, but like, they, but it's. I guess it's this working. is the way it is. It's working. And so, like, like if the prison hut, you know, with all these women just begging to be let out, and you're like, this is bad, but, but like it's like a. It looks like the Shire from who, The Hobbit, who was like the just first soft Carib Indian, the first dude that was like. That is, I just don't know where I stand on this cage. And then the eating is bad enough, right? Oh, you don't want to eat? What do you want to eat? Like vegetables? What are you, gay? It's the, it's the veggie burger. It's the he, he came out with the impossible whopper. Yeah. And they found out, yeah, all right. Hey, gay, people, let's, let's get Doves Does Not Much a veggie sandwich over here. We can just, <laughs> him and lets us down. Yeah. Put him over there in the We corner. can take the names from the previous comedy idea we yeah. had and just apply it to the, you know, life with the carob. <laughs> a Rob Cobb. I can see the intro. Very bubbly, yeah. happy. It's been one of those things where when they do, when you keep it bubbly, happy, you don't know what's going on, but mm. it's like instantly turns into like some kind of Monty Python sketch where they're just violently attacking people. Yeah. You know, just, oh! Like 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 the the husband leaves his tent and he comes back and he's got all this gnarly war paint and like fangs painted on and his kids freaked out like sorry I left my club and he just like grabs his club and then he walks back out of the tent. So let me ask you this and this is where this is why it started. I don't remember how we got on it. But <clears throat> Survivor, that's how we got on it. But mm. you know, people. I, this is what I hear when people when they ask me about history and they find out I like history and they want to talk about history and you're like, what time period would you want to live in? I'm saying I am quite happy with the time period I live in. Yeah. And that's it, not exactly the example I use, but because I read that article, that's the way I was, I was envisioning it. Because I, Speaking when I, of eating people. Yeah, when I, when I, when I watch Moana, it's this beautiful, surreal scene because it's a Disney movie. Yeah. But it's based on some fact. So <clears throat> would I want to think, like, had I lived, I guess you'd have to have some foreknowledge of where, where you're living now before I give it this hypothetical. But 
it's like we deal with shit every day. Like we suffer to, to work, to pay bills, the monotony of our days, and all the things that make living now hard. Yeah. You know, for a, a myriad of reasons. And a lot of people want, when they think in terms of where would I live historically, they think of simplicity. Mm-hmm. Much the same way the race is with the Make America Great Again. They yeah. think of simplicity because they think life was so simple then. Right? Well, we had our own water fountain. Yeah. They, when they think that's what they're trying to do is find simplicity. So someone might say like, wow, I wish I heard someone say like, I wish I could, if I got to live life, it'd be like Moana on the mm. island, a Montanui for those yeah. who haven't seen it. Because it's beautiful. Yeah. And you think about, you grow things, you catch things, you eat things, and it's a community. And that's what we see through our vision, through our medium of the 21st century. Except, <laughs> would you, would you trade all the, the things you hate about wh- how we live today? Trade all of this. To go to that simple life on that beautiful Polynesian island mm. or Caribbean island, yeah. similar situation, where it is simpler. And you can live that Moana lifestyle. Where you catch what you eat, no. you grow, you work for yourself in the most pure way possible. Except your nearest you neighbor. don't know. It might not happen. <laughs> yeah. But there's a possibility <laughs> that while you're in the middle of Moana 2, yeah. <laughs> the Caribbeans show up. And they don't so much care about diamonds or rocks of the ocean. Nope. They're there to rape Moana mm. and the rest of the women of the tribe, yep. take them back. The men, it is barbacoa time. Yeah. So. You're going to be due to tra- soon. Would you trade that? Would you live on that <laughs> island? And probably not. Probably not get attacked by the Caribbeans. No, I and would. maybe you could even fight them off. You know, you're not, you're not defenseless people. Yeah. Because you got to think, once... Once they did that, and one tribe yeah. got word of what just happened mm. on Little Island like, over We're going to start sharpening some sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. So we have the show, right? Where we're following the yeah. carry, but we have to have cutaways to the other yeah. tribes where they're like, did you guys hear? Did you hear what the carib did to the Pawnee? <laughs> Way out there with the so we've got Plains Indians all of a sudden are out in the ocean. They were they the were Caribbean. they were traveling. So the, the Carib came up. <laughs> the Carib ate other Indians so much yeah. that they landed in Mississippi and walked to Oklahoma. Yeah, and then killed all the pine. Yeah, it sounds rough. We got to start like sharpening some rocks and sticks, and you know can't can't sit on our ass all the time <laughs> eating buffalo meat doing nothing. We just bring in all the tropes. <laughs> Every single trope. I like that Aztec blanket you're wearing, by the way. <laughs> Aztec's Where did you get that? <laughs> I made it. I made it. Isn't it? It's like a like a cool southwestern pattern. <laughs> Is it? Uh, it'd be too southwestern. What? Where'd you, where'd you get it? Amazon. <laughs> Loaded it right down the Amazon. <laughs> Everything comes via the Amazon. <laughs> this show is absurd. You probably sell it now, though. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's funny. The, the old man's back in L.A. again now with the, with the job. I know. And he was telling, he was telling me over the weekend that uh, some guy he worked with out there bought a book. And it was a book about how to write a screenplay, which mm. to me just sound, I just see Christopher Moltisanti just blaring in my head. Yeah, it sounds sad when you hear that kind of stuff. However, and, and it's, this is not, you know, this is the exception, probably, but the guy 
without any kind of foresight or knowledge. No, no, I don't even think he went to school for anything like that. Bought the book and had this idea in his head and wrote it out the way the book said to do it and mm. followed the book's things. And now it's been picked up and it's got like they're filming it with a couple of really well known actors. I think they bought it, I don't know, a couple million. We could do it. I mean, our idea, the idea from tonight to do a sort of like a uh, docu-series workplace comedy set in the Carib Indian tribe. <laughs> so it's a cannibalistic tribe, but we're also showing their tender side. Like, you could easily pitch that to Adult Swim and do, like, 18-minute long episodes. Mm. See, I think, it, it, I mean, what we've discussed, though, for, for that to work, you'd have to be, it's such a situation where that outsider shows up and what they see again, is what the modern American would recognize as the stylized, mm-hmm. you know, colorful Indian tribe, what America wants to see. Yeah. And it's peaceful and everything's going on. And great. then all of a it's sudden a there's a... Family <laughs> life. <laughs> going on in the background and they're like, what's going well, on? It's like, like, well, it's the third moon and um, <laughs> I guess what happens, like she... Like, it's a girl, and she was one of the women who got brought back, but she got brought back because this particular carob's like, I want to marry this one. And he gets permission from the council, and they're like, all right, that's fine. She doesn't have to go in the pit. Right. She can be your wife. Yeah. And so she's she's like, right, so this isn't so bad. and I'll get used to the meat. Um, <laughs> but what's with the drum banging? I was like, oh, that's the third moon, and once the third moon comes, we cover ourselves in blood, and we go out and we kill more people. I'm like, do I have to go? No, you don't have to. You actually need to stay here anyways, because mm-hmm. we're gonna get you pregnant soon, and you gotta, you know, you gotta have my kids. We, yeah, because yeah. I marry you, but everyone did. We're it's, it's a, a communal thing. thing. A, yeah, they have, remember that thing? It takes a village. It started here. Anyways, I'm gonna show you how to make people stew, and that's what I need you to do. And then I'll bring more people to add to the stew. The fresher, the better. It's, you know, unlike sushi. But it's a whole other thing. You want sushi to age? We'll talk about sushi later. I gotta go. I gotta go cover myself in blood. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> and then we roll and kills many bears. Yeah. In this case, kills many people. Yeah. Oh boy. And then she's just sitting there. Like, there's always. She's like, I gotta ask you something. Stands with fist. Um, we can't use dancing with wolves name. Oh, that is a dance. Yeah. I just. I remember. You've already used two technically, but the, the wording was different. Well, I remember Hair and Wind from an episode, and I have the it other was ones. Wind is hair, but yes. Hair and Wind, and then I love Does Not Much. Does Not Much. <laughs> I love Does Not Much. <laughs> let's get this. Let's get Does Not Much one of those veggie patties yeah. over there. <clears throat> um, but, but I do love that idea. Like um, so, if we if we yeah, if we scripted being, it and pitched it to the right person, we could probably get that sold. Yeah, that's all I'm interested in doing. I, you know, that's the thing. Where do you stand on that? Like, if you like, if you feel like you wrote something, mm-hmm. and you do love it, if you're working on something that requires that much time, you have to. Mm-hmm. But you have this thing, and it's good, and people like it. Whether it's a, if it's a book, you sell it, it, it gets really big for you. Yeah, you know, multiple prints, multiple runs, all yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. You don't make a lot of money on that first book, though. Mm-hmm. That being said, someone you still own the rights to it. So that being said, it's really good. And they come to you and say, hey. Uh, We're an option. Can, can you? Can you? Or they, maybe if they're small, they say, "Can you make this into a screenplay?" If they're yeah. big, they say, "Can we option the, the rights for this book and write our own screenplay?" Yeah. Where do you stay? Like, how do you think you would feel about that? If you, you can't you know be, they're going to take it. You yeah. know what they're going to do. You can't be precious about it if it's your first or second or third attempt at something like that. You can afford to be precious about it when you've made a name for yourself and you've got money in the bank, and you can be. 
protective of your art. But if like you wrote one thing and Netflix was like, hey, we really like this idea. It's ridiculous, but it could be really funny and we want to we want to buy it from you for two million dollars. Like, yeah, sold. Like, yeah, fine. I hope you do really well with it. I hope it ends up being as funny as I know I could make it. And I would try to contractually like work it into where it's like you're offering me two and a half mil for this. I'll take two if you let me be part of the writing team yeah. that develops it so that I can at least maintain the voice of, you know, kills mini bear or whatever. <laughs> so I, I would, I would I take less. It would be invaluable yeah. if you let us in the room so we can let you know yeah. who Mick Schmare is. Like, I would say, let me take less than what you're offering and give me some sort of... Not much of, less. Not much less, but let me take less and in exchange for that difference, give me a seat at the writer's not, table. Not, not, I don't want creative <clears throat> autonomy. No, like, yeah. I, but that's my point. You don't have I to run it through me. Any... I just, like... The voice of Mick Schmare, the voice of Rodney King, the Ring Tahoe. If what I say isn't, as it could funny get as lost. You can come up with. Let's just be brutally honest with each other. That'll mm-hmm. be my thing. Yeah. If I feel like, because I know if it, that's my dream, man. I, I don't really have a lot of real dreams, but one of them is not to star in or necessarily to be the creator and director of. Right. But just to be in a writing room. Yeah. With people, you know, not, not not even like minded. Yeah. But with the same bent on how do we make this as funny as possible. Right. Like it's like you could want to, you could aspire to be Bill Hader playing, um, Stefan on Saturday night live. You could also aspire to be John Mulaney who came up with that character right. and wrote it for Bill Hader. Right. You know, I would, I would more likely gravitate towards the John Mulaney side <laughs> of that thing. I'd rather be the one coming up with the ideas and whispering ridiculous shit in his ear. Cause like there was the last time they did Stefan, John Mulaney was the host and he kept like oh, they're sitting it. side yeah. by side, and he just kept whispering the most ridiculous things yeah. into Bill Hader's ears. Like I'd rather be that guy in that yeah. situation. And we've talked about <clears> this before. He when they asked him, "Why don't you want to be on the show?" He's like, "Why would I do that? I'm writing for George Carlin and Richard Pryor." Yeah. So we could very well script. We just have to come up with like I an just, episode. I just the only thing we know about when we listen back to our own voices and the other seven people mm. for some reason still do. Yeah. That's what we have here. What's that? A series of just ridiculous ideas that mm-hmm. I, I have seen it going back to the earliest I yeah. mean, episode one stuff talking about. I can't tell you how many times. No, I mean, not that this is weird or anything, but I'm usually in the shower where I think about this the original sketch we talked about with the two moving men or HVAC men, whatever oh, yeah, they want yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. And the you start it with the women. She's like, I gotta clean this place. Like, why? It's HVAC, man. It's not that serious. And she's like, No, I have to make it clean. Yeah. And we're gonna see the house. I have to vacuum. And, and the husband says, You know, he's walking out the door to work, yeah. and he's like, It doesn't. They're blue collar guys. They don't it give a shit. Doesn't give a shit exactly. Which is, that's the joke. Yeah. Is that the dude when then it ends and you see mm-hmm. us getting into the truck, mm-hmm. and that's when it's like, Did you and you see? just start like, What's with the shag carpet? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Plantation shutters. Someone's read 2008's Home and Garden. Somebody doesn't use Pledge when they dust. <laughs> See the toilet bowl? Don't even need to start. <laughs> but yeah, that's like stupid, but it could be, and when you put that in a writing room, yeah. but it's not just it us grow legs. Uses, right. Yeah. That's that, because I mean, at some point or another, we've all been a part of some kind of creative process. I mean, yeah. you, and I, you and I, just with the Christmas song alone, we worked on Blumpkin and <laughs> damn Christmas song more than yeah. I worked on some college papers I worked on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you sit down, you you pitch the idea to a room, like just 
you could just start with the like. There's always that one guy in the Native American, you know, uh, dance around the fire who's going falsetto. Yeah. And then when the writers room's like, "What are you talking about?" That's when you get a room of twelve people to go, "Hey!" Uh, <laughs> and then once they're all gone, you go, <laughs> and then they all laugh. They go, "Yeah, I get it." Like now, let's write a sketch around that. Not only that, but what I love most about when I listen back to some now that we're just, I love it. This is like the most self-serving bullshit. But when I listen back <laughs> to the old stuff, and you, you think about like, okay, this might not have worked, but that like little snippets, like Mick Schmear, are probably never going to work. I don't know, it could work, but it might probably yeah. won't. But the part I like is when he said, that dog, I mean, he's just, he's funny around strangers, man. But the dog just doesn't like you. Yeah. <laughs> and you just keep rolling that trope out. Yeah. Until it's like, it, it's going to kill with laughs. Yeah. Because it's like, clearly that dog has a problem with Mick. He's over there with the boom mic guy. <laughs> There's a random producer. That, and you can use that. That's stuff you can use anyway. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Watering kudzu. I mean, come on. That's a very southern thing. Standing there having this very deep conversation, and you can't see the other guy in the conversation, and then all of a sudden he goes, well, thanks for bringing my pizza, man. <laughs> and you know, it wouldn't be Mick to end the conversation. The pizza guy would yeah. have to be, yeah, well, thank you, man. And he's trying to offer him like an 8 by 10 glossy yeah. of Mick Starlight in his glory days. <laughs> I still just love picturing the the dirty glass patio table where the umbrella's gone and there's just cigarette ash all around the hole. And butts and, overflowing. And butts down in the bottom. <laughs> butts all over the ground because he just puts them in the hole and then they hit the ground and roll away. I just love that visual because I've seen that house. Yeah. <laughs> we all we all rotten yeah. front porch steps. <laughs> Water. If you can, if you can, if you can clear it instead of doing the two, just go from the ground to the top. If you can't clear it, I'll open the garage door for you. It's not. It's not the thing is, it's not a press, not electric garage door. It's got like, I gotta go do the handle. I gotta find the key because I keep it locked because all my all my all my collectible shits in there from when I was still working. Oh, the mixed starlight. Oh God, <laughs> absurd, man. A little bit, a little bit absurd, but yeah, I think we're all we gotta do is put shit. some. We gotta put pen to paper and then just send it to California <laughs> with thing, your. I mean, I, I just feel like we're at the crest of the PC thing. Mm-hmm. It's far from over, right? But I just feel like we're at the crest of that fifteen-year cycle that we tend to ride. Well, yeah, uh, I forget who it was, but somebody, maybe it was Corolla, somebody I listened to, was saying like, it will be comedians who bring that shit to an end. And you've already started to see it with Chappelle's stand-up specials, yeah. what Ricky Gervais just did on TV. Like, it will be comics who, like, bring everybody back to zero right. at some point. Um, all we got to do is we'll buy this book and we will, you know, we will script uh, an idea and we'll just give it to your old man to take California. <laughs> say, like, put this in someone's hands <laughs> that works out there in that world. Yeah. And then, and then when they want to fly us out to, you know, develop a show about the Carib, oh hell, the Carib Indians, survivor, and they track it back to here. You're gonna take my money away. What? Why is that? I don't know. I'm just saying. Thinking of the ridiculous shit. If people came from, if I got like a, oh, like if there was another white, if there was another woke circle. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'd be done anyway. Yeah. But or we just have to delete it all. We'll just take it all Get it down. off the internet. Get it off the internet as fast as possible. Well, nothing's ever been downloadable. What does that mean? Like, people can only stream this show. No one can download it. 
unless somebody's trying real hard to like hack SoundCloud. You can't download the show. You can only download it to your iTunes and stream it. I'm not it. really that concerned with it, but it would be funny because see, in the other newer aspect of the show, <coughs> fan favorites mm-hmm. can be gifted. Like there was, um, there's some famous person that watches the show that always like gives money to her favorite person, and she gives like a hundred thousand dollars. This person doesn't even have to win or even come in second, third, or fourth. It's just like if that person played a good game and impressed her. Mm. or it was funny, whatever, she gets money, and then there's like a crowd, or a, a popular vote now for some money. Mm. So if, you, if I was to garner a following at all, <laughs> then they do their internet research and, and trace it back to here. That could, that could be interesting. I, uh, I think if we're going to like actually give it a go at writing something, we have to come up with a, a full-length idea, not just, not just bits and... Stit, uh, of course, fits I and starts of an idea, and then we just we re- instead of recording on Mondays at oh, there it is at uh, whatever time you tell Alan we record we come and we re- <laughs> we come and we write instead of recording and we just put the show on hiatus for however long that takes. Uh, we've we've said we could just do we could condense it down and give y'all like thirty minute episodes for a month. Well, yeah, I mean we could even do double duty. We could you could come here at. Uh, you know, 9 p.m. like you always do, and we could sit down and we could do 30 minutes real quick, and then we could put this shit away and we could start writing about, uh, you know, life on the carob. Life on the carob. I would love to know <clears throat> to the seventh of you. And then you could overlap, st- like, once we get all your favorite. I know Alan loves just from a sketch idea. He loves some the would be like two minutes. He loves the impossible He Whopper. loves the impossible Whopper. Yeah. You know, uh, producer, Burke, producer Burke loves Mick Schmear. Yeah. But he, he's mentioned many. You know, I like Civil War guys masturbating. That one last that one last load. Yeah. Just to, I just see a circle of dudes just gut shot and dying, blowing loads. The one guy dies before he blows his. Mm-hmm. Everyone reacts. Yeah. That that's a oldie but a goodie. You know me with Kills Many Bear. I yeah. mean outside of Schmear, uh, that's, that's what I I mean, there's ideas for yeah. days. I mean you could put the the kills you could put kills mini bear in the carob world, so we've taken one idea and we'll blend it with this new it, people eating again, one. The carob world seems to be just so wrong because mm-hmm. we're gonna have the guy killing bears where there are no bears, so there's a question. Yeah, that's just a lot. It of doesn't questions. even well. You then you could take the lifestyle of the carob Indians and put it with wherever kills mini bear. <laughs> Roaming planes. There's just, yeah, ro- like put them like troglodytes. Central America, yeah. like right smack in the middle, you know, and they're a warring tribe that eat people and, and take women. Like you do. And so they have this dark side, but then it's like, you know, when they're, when they don't show that, it's just fucking family matters. <laughs> or, or however you Whatever know. happened to the tribe you used to eat? <laughs> however, however you choose to shoot it. You could shoot it like a mockumentary style, like it's The Office or uh, Parks and Rec. Just with Native American people. I try. I gave. I tried to give Parks and Rec. I, I have. I watched quite. A, there are some very funny moments in Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, no doubt. But I. I can't. It's not a go-to. No. It's, it, hard, it's hard to explain because they are enjoyable. Yeah. But they're not. It's not something I go to. I enjoyed it. I watched it all the way through. I have not seen it all the way through. But I. You know. I. I don't go to it any more or less often than I go to the office. If either is on, I will watch them. But I. You know. <laughs> neither of them are like. What are you gonna go to when it's. Uh, the office is off Netflix. <clears throat> I don't really watch it right now, so it's not it's not it's not it's not hurting me. <laughs> well, we got our share of uh, Survivor information tonight. That's we certainly sure. did. I think the title of the episode is just going to be Survivor. Oh, that's no good. 
Like, what was last week's? It was so good. <laughs> out here eating dog ass. Oh, yeah. Out here eating dog ass. <laughs> oh, man. Look at this chick. She's This uh, movie, it's just weird. All these movies are weird, but... Like, the cast was done so well. Because, like, none of these people look good. Yeah. You know? That's like, true. It's and it, it 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 lends itself to like reality for me. Yeah. Like, Jodie Foster looks like a person you might see at a CVS. And what was his name? <laughs> she does that bullshit accent. I like Ricky Gervais's joke on her at her expense. It's <laughs> like it's from a it's from a Golden Globes from years past. Had something to do with Mel Gibson. Uh, having not like you know not being able to having never seen her vagina or something's like and I I asked a lot of the guys backstage apparently apparently not a guy not a lot of guys have you know <laughs> just like just like blatantly making fun of the fact that this act this famous actress is a lesbian at the Golden Globes Ugh. and she's laughing it up about it she's yucking it up you know it's pretty amazing you know this actor's name right uh yeah Ted Levine Ted Levine it's pretty amazing that he was able to really have quite a career. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's got a he's got a long credit yeah amazing credit list, credit list. and yeah. he's a very good actor. But sometimes, and you know this is true, someone that plays such an evil character, yeah, it's hard sometimes. There's only like a handful of people. Ray Fiennes, or is it Ray? Yeah, it's Voldemort. One, yeah, Voldemort, but not just that. He was uh, Schindler's List. He was the main the main bad guy in that. He was Voldemort. He's Isn't he in, the, in Budapest? Well, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different. He's got a he's got a he's got a broad range. I love him, but he's he's been a, a really wonderful bad guy. Uh, Red Dragon. He played mm-hmm. he played the killer. Do you see? <laughs> this Mrs. Leeds changing. Do you see? I still like the original Manhunter when they had. Uh, yeah, the guy from CSI. Yeah, and, and Brian Cox was Brian Hannibal Lecter. I love that one. I love that version. I watched that during the first job phase at the Ingalls Video Department. Oh. That was that was available. For the first time on DVD at that time. Hmm. I can't see um, Gary Oldman in, uh, is that his name, Gary Oldman? In the one where he's the wheelchair, Mason Verger. Oh, Mason Verger. I can't see yeah. him and then not immediately think of Mitch McConnell. Wow. How is that not a meme yet? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. I'm willing to bet Dude. right now if we Google Mason Verger, Mitch McConnell, well, let's do there's it. a side-by-side. We're going to go to the tape, folks. You know, we always, we try... I would say we tried not to Google, but it would be a falsehood. Is it Mason? Yeah, Mason, Mason Verger. Verger. The problem is I don't want to see Mason Verger's face. Well, you're about. I, I have to know. I, oh I mean, look, look! It autofill. No. It autofill. It autofill. Oh, oh! Son of a bitch! There it is, right there. And it is 100% Mitch McConnell, just without the milky eye. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> The internet is just undefeated. <laughs> it's just undefeated. Should we Google Mason Verger naked or are we, are we good? good? Okay. Mitch McConnell naked? Oh, my God in heaven. Oh, look at that. He's even got glasses on. That's Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell starred in Hannibal. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, that's a good one, too. From the Beverly yeah. Anyways, Hillbillies. not a visual medium. Good. Not a visual medium. But, yeah, no, I... Uh, Wait, is she a great big fat person? <clears throat> I vote we write something. If we can, uh, I mean, the the question I always have, even going back to Mick Schmear, when you were pushing hard on us, like actually writing Schmeared, which is which is what I want to call it. It's definitely the name. <laughs> like, okay, we wrote it. We bought we bought the book. We 
scripted it the correct way. Mm -hmm. Then what? Like, where do we take it? Who do we send it to? How do we put we, it in someone of Means's hands? We mail it. We scan it. We email it. To where? I mean, we. it's part of the journey, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. It's like if you want to put it. I suppose that's the one thing I would want to know before I put pen to paper is like, is there at least one email that we can somehow or another finagle from somewhere, from someone, to send this to when we're done so that we actually have something we're literally working See, towards? I, I, this is, that's a, it's, it's a hurdle that you mentioned back then that I, I won't say I, I poo-pooed, mm -hmm. but to me, that's a problem for that, for that time and place. I just, that, getting it written is, is the thing. That, to me, though, seems like the thing where you spend all the time writing it and then it just comes to a dead end because you didn't have anything you were working end. towards. I think that's what I'm saying. I don't see the writing process of getting it on paper, even if it goes nowhere. <clears throat> yeah. Even if we find email addresses, we never hear a thing. Yeah. I don't look at that as a failure. I know this sounds very also Disney-esque, but, I mean, mm. getting it on to paper from our brains, having a physical manifestation of all the moron and idiocy that we've poured onto the fucking internet <laughs> for two long years now, it would be the victory in of itself. Yeah. After that, that's when you, it, it transitions to pushing for it and figuring out what the hell that looks like. But that's a problem for then. Mm. For me, it's about having the physical manifestation done. Yeah. Done. I suppose the question is if we... And maybe that ourselves. And yeah. then we write something else and we go through the process all over again. My favorite author always said he, he wrote a book in the 60s and every day emailed a copy or email in the 60s. Hello. <laughs> mailed a, a copy of the book to 50 different editors throughout the Southeast all over the world. Yeah. And he got nothing. For two years like that. Just kept doing it every day. Yeah. Not sending a copy but sending it a letter sending this and that's constant. And after 51 tries, they finally got back. And now he's one of the most successful writers of all time. Yeah. So he's like, you just have to do it every day. It's like anything else. world was much smaller back then, though. But much harder to get anything done, too. Yeah. We have access to, to means of communication. It's true. But I think about this sometimes, like, <clears throat> 40 years ago, not everyone was a photographer. Now everyone's walking around with a really great camera on their phone. Right. So if you're someone, like, because I look up at a lot, a lot of shit about cameras because I'm into them now... My Facebook, my Facebook ads and my Instagram ads, I'm just inundated with how to build your photography business. And I was like, in 2020, how the fuck do you do that? Like, how do you break into this medium where everything's video and internet and digital? Like, how do you break into a medium like that in 2020? It's like musicians. It's like, how many, when I was a kid, I was always sort of like uh, not enthusiastic about the idea of pursuing some sort of life as a musician because it's like, how many other chubby, white, 17-year-old guitar players want to make it? You know, it's like how many like how many young like black kids th that were really into basketball wanted to be in the NBA versus how many of them actually got there? Like it's small numbers. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and you have to be exceptional at it. And, you know, if you want to be in the NBA, you got to be tall. Or I guess in Muggsy Bogues' case, you don't have to be. How did he ever make it into the NBA? Freakishly good athlete. Okay. Uh, you know, and if you're exceptionally good and you get noticed by the right people, I suppose it works out. But I don't know. Like, in this, it's like, or. to me, every, every creative market is so saturated. It's like, what chance do you have at finding some success if you're just two nobodies in Atlanta? I just... I mean, sound like Yoda here, but you're losing before you've ever started the race with that mentality. 
in my mind. Yeah. And I, it's coming from someone who probably has lived more negatively in the last 10 years than I did <clears> positively. At least, I'm not saying I'm over here trying to turn the leaf or anything. I'm just saying, if, if, but if you acquiesce to defeat before you've even started, then yeah, you, you're done. And, and who? But how many people from little Atlanta, especially right now, yeah. this film mecca that we live in, yeah. Yeah, that's where they're coming from. Yeah. I, I was watching. Do you know fucking, any movie people from what you do? Yeah, and I know I know a few that moved out west and are doing it. Yeah. Got, uh, I think about <clears throat> here's, a, here's a weird one that hasn't been potted on. Well, I guess I was about sixth or seventh, maybe eighth grade. But my neighbor to my right, we both ended up being voted in the top three for class clown. He beat me. But we were we lived right next door to each other. He was a cool dude. Yeah. And his friend was this other guy named Josh. And they were big in the movies and makeup. That's and the guy I've told you about this guy probably. He used to mm-hmm. run his own. He used to make a uh, uh, haunted house in his backyard with production value that honestly was incredible. Yeah. For how old we were, ninth ninth grade now. But anywho, he loved working with makeup. He was an artist, and that's what he does now. He designs monsters for video games. Makes a lot of money doing it. Like he's applied, and and his friend Josh likes mm-hmm. to make movies with his little home camera in their backyard. And now he works with a company called Buddha Jones out in, on the West Coast, and he cuts. If you watch a trailer, chances are pretty good that the, the trailer was cut and put together by his company he works for. Mm. So, anyways, we used to make... He, he We made a movie one time. Fucking absurd. But it was like aliens came down and took over this woman's body, this girl mm. that they knew. I always had a crush on her, so I liked the filming aspect of the show. But and then so it's like an alien scary movie thriller. But I was the government guy. Mm. I was like the, the the guy behind the scenes working for the government who knew about this all along and mm. is now the bad guy. I mean, we were doing grimy shit, man. They found like a like a cigarette butt on the ground of the neighborhood we were in and had me like hold it and look like I dropped it and smushed it with my foot. Like you know, then there's a pan up. Yeah. So yeah, there's like people I know. Yeah. And you know, I I saw an actor I know <clears throat> that was in the first or second episode of Watchmen. Mm. He has one line, but mm. hell, I mean, more than most people that shoot out to be actors ever get. That's why I love extras. Ricky Gervais' show Extras. Yeah. Because it's a great study in starting from the very bitty, bitty bottom mm-hmm. of wanting to be an actor, making your way to the tippy-tippy top, and then finding an equilibrium. I mean, man, I didn't used to be an asshole. Yeah. I used to make fun of the assholes. Like, so now it's... But I don't know. I guess the real question is, if we write the... Uh... The cannibalistic, you know, workplace comedy. Do we? Uh, how are we going to cast that many brown people? <laughs> you don't. We've already <laughs> crossed a line writing the show, so now we just cast whoever the fuck we want. Because if someone's willing to make it, yeah, then they realize how unwoke it is. And yeah, that's that's the selling point here. So do we have just? How funny would that be if we were just, in terms of the actors we hired to be on our show, which needs a name. If we were just racially inclusive across all lines, black actors, white actors, <laughs> there's, a, there's an Asian, Asian, Spanish, and they're all Carib Indians. Yeah, they're yeah. All, they're all they're all Indians. Yeah. They all have like the war paint on yeah, and the yeah. and the war bonnets and the feathers. That's the woke though. But they're ra- it's, but we're it's racially a inclusive. Within a documentary, it's really a sitcom. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> So it's got the office style mockumentary yeah. sitcom thing, mm-hmm. huh? But we, and but in order to make the show, that's the joke is that we cast everyone, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Like we'll have the whitest person from Sweden. We'll hire a Swedish actor <laughs> to come play a Carib Indian. Yeah, 
And his wife in the show will be an Asian woman. <laughs> oh, man. this That's wonderful. Layers. Layers. We're woke. Yeah. We want to make this about Caribs, but we don't want to cast just... You know, white people are like how how many how many work of native working Native American actors are there who can do comedy? <laughs> we wanted to hire everyone because we believe in inclusion. Yeah. Oh man, that is <laughs> it's layered, man. I just love the idea of like having like a token black guy in the tribe. Ooh. <laughs> like with token, like though? with Kevin Hart's attitude. <laughs> let's Let's, let's cast. Why do I gotta be the one leading the, leading the raid all the let's time? Let's cast the dad from Family Matters, Carl, <laughs> as the chief. No, let's get Urkel working again. He's not doing oh, anything. That's, that's the danger. Jaleel White. See, there's the problem if someone said, yeah, we'll make this. Can y'all helmet? That's the problem. Because I'd actually, I'd actually be like, listen, we would like to be involved in the creative process. Mm. I can't speak for my partner here. Or I can speak for myself. You don't want to give us full leeway. Because <laughs> you're going to find then you're going to have a movie with Urkel fucking screech uh, Val Kilmer or Ant Kilmer as we call him <laughs> I mean we're gonna he's have, the chief <laughs> this Ant Val Kilmer is yeah. the chief yeah it's not it, we'll, we'll be bringing in people like Brendan Fraser is gonna have a, a weird appearance <laughs> Brendan, Brendan Fraser gets eaten Brendan, there you go Brendan Fraser Brendan yeah. how do you feel about going back to the Encino Man hairstyle <laughs> Like with the mud? No, like when it was all teased up after Polly Shore gave you a makeover. And by the way, are you in touch with Polly Shore? Because we'd like to get him in on this project too. He's pretty dark skinned. It could work. It could work. Hulk Hogan with the other Jack Lemon kid. We're gonna, the boat's gonna pull up. Bad things. We're, it will just turn in. I mean, yeah. the Thunder in Paradise meets the Carib Indians. It's gonna. It's, it's, <laughs> you probably shouldn't let us cast it. Let's just leave it at that. You guys cast it. We'll weigh in. <laughs> I see you have Bill Paxton written down here. He's dead. Yeah, well, we were, we were posthumously. We were going to, like, CGI him in. If there was a way to do that. It's just always our dream to work with Bill Paxton. Hologram. <laughs> Studio's going to get a look at the bill on this one. Hey, uh... <laughs> what is this horribly racist show you just greenlit? Where they're casting Bill Paxton? <laughs> By hologram. By hologram. <laughs> not even, it's not even CGI. It's just a cutout. Just a cutout. And I, saw, I, feel, I think I saw Powers Booth on the list, too. How many dead people have been cast in this show? Um, three. It's Powers Booth, uh, Bill Paxton, and Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy's still alive. And Wade Bob. <laughs> R.I.P. All right, well, 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 then we'll get Dennehy. Oh, we'll, we'll take him. We'll put him on the live. We didn't know. I didn't know. Oh. God. And someone about bacon? Porn star? <laughs> what? what? Who? What was who, that? Was who was... Oh, Riley Reed. Yeah, Riley Reed's in this? Oh, for sure. Oh, man. Who is Owen Grant? Dude, that's... Listen, I don't... Oh, that was another thing. Banks Banks said he was losing it when we just kept naming male porn stars last I week. Know, I know entirely too many. <laughs> it's just a fact. Tommy Gunn. Tommy Pistol. <laughs> Pistol Guns. <laughs> I'm telling you, I... I yeah, yeah, it was uh, it got a little weird. We were <laughs> reeling off. Evan Stone, Owen Gray. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to bring in the, the male uh, porn stars into the, in the mix. And I really only want Riley Reed. Yeah. And I have to think, if it was funny and like a success, we might not get her in season one. Mm-hmm. But if we pitched her, like, hey, we're big fans. But yeah. None of this is nudity. No. We actually want you to play a part here. It's, yeah. it's a way into the mainstream. Mm. We're not even selling you on that. Maybe you don't want to be in the mainstream, but we really want you in this. Yeah. 
Even if it's just a bit part, like you get kidnapped and eaten. <laughs> Which she would say yes. Which is bringing out for one episode. <laughs> She's the nice, and she, we could turn her into like the, it would be a cold opening, right? Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, "Here's Riley Reed," and those like us, people that will actually watch this show, immediately recognize Riley Reed. Yeah, right. And but she'll be the, the most nurturing. Every, like whatever you can do, whatever yeah. the opposite is yeah. of what she does for a living. Right. We we pour into a character that's like fucking a saint. Yeah. Like the mom at the start of Hostiles. Yeah. She's teaching the kids grammar or oh, some yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like something really wholesome and wonderful. And then just out of out of frame, all of a sudden, <laughs> and then fucking tomahawk right to the forehead. And then like, and then like the tomahawk throwers, Buddy Russell, dude, what the fuck are you doing? We take the women. <laughs> Every other woman is dog ass ugly, like awful. But they, 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 but they take them because that's what they do. I don't know, man. Randy said, "Come up here and pillage." I didn't. Listen, I'm a gatherer. I've always been a gatherer. You guys ask for extra help. I don't know what the fuck you do. We take the women. Look at the ugly women you left. You tomahawked the only good one. Well, what are we going to... Well, we're still going to take her back and have sex with her. But it would have been better if she a, was... We have about a day. It would have been better... All I'm saying is if you're going to pick a woman to not take, hit an ugly one. There's like six in this room. You could throw an axe in any direction. Anyways, one of the ugly get that ones. out of her head because we got men we got to go chase down and kill. I'm hungry. Like, that's the kind of language... Like, there's no, there's no, like, no one's putting on an accent or anything. It's just regular talk. But they're in loincloths and, like, blood-made war paint. Like, I'm sorry, I don't, I haven't, I haven't done this with you guys before. I'm a gatherer! I told you ten times! Listen, I need more than a ten-minute safety lesson on tomahawk throwing and a breakdown of how you guys do this stuff. I'm normally back, like... Like getting the scales I off of fish and the shit. Berries and shit. Like That's I get, I, do. I get the sides. You told me I was effeminate years ago, and now you're mad at me for actually making a hit with his ass. That was, well, listen, it was a good throw. All right, I'm sorry, I should have led with that. It was a good throw, <laughs> and you hit her dead center. <laughs> but still, like yeah. she would have been the one to keep. Do you see that now? Yeah. Yes, I see. That's I see. the cold opening. Yeah. Right, and then it's like you know. No, no, no. The office. We just use the office. I wonder if we can just roll the office tune right Yeah, but, but we put a doom, doom, doom behind it. That's what it We just take the And then it just cuts to And it just cuts to like, uh, yeah, it cuts to a TP. And it's like, so uh, Dave told me that uh, you accidentally axed a hot one. Listen, I, you know, I was, I was excited to be part of the group and I saw my opportunity and she was like teaching them like something with an abacus. I don't know. And I got her dead center, but yeah, but we still brought her back. Oh, I know. I know. I've had, I've had two rounds. That's dark, man. Anyways, listen, we still need you to gather berries and stuff because we can't just eat people all day. We need other stuff too. Uh, yeah, we, what is a balanced diet? We've decided to add some fish to the mix. When you eat human. Probably whatever happens when you eat pork, you know, and you just digest it yeah, and I poop it out. there's got to be something inherently that is not good for you over time. Probably so. You probably got to mix in some... Of course, some, that argument doesn't fly when you've seen that movie uh, Lost or... I don't remember the, the 
plane. It's a true story about the Brazilian football. They weren't Brazilian, but from South America, the plane mm. crashes in the Andes. Called survive survival. I think plane crashes in the Andes. Bunch of people die right away. Mm. They don't know if they're gonna get saved. There's all these guys that did. A lot of people that did survive, but and they're they're huddling in wreckage. They're trying to build fires. They're scrapping for food, and then it you know, comes. They send two people out to search, but they're yeah. gone. And then, not dead, I think they find them later, but, you know, you get these frozen bodies in the yeah. hilltops of the Andes, and you start, they started getting real hungry, and started eating the dead bodies, and yeah. particular parts, they got good at identifying, I mean, they were doing it enough to yeah. where they could identify what was the parts that were best to eat, and well, then, with that fat when, guy they over were, there. when they were discovered, and saved, and they were getting off the plane, I mean, the whole... It's it's remarkable. I've seen the movie and I've seen documentaries. I mean, these look like well-fed, been-on-vacation people. and Because they're sunburnt. Yeah. Because they've been up on those mountains where you get sunburnt both ways. When the snow hits you and bounces mm. and the light hits there, you get sunburnt underneath. You get sunburnt from the top. Mm. But otherwise, in fantastic shape. Mm. And people were like, well, wait a minute. You know, what? And well, you know, Frank and Dave and... John and John's little brother and <laughs> Molly and the pilot, the pilot and um, Stacy, the temp, you know, <laughs> none of them made it. Stacey, so we ate them. So <laughs> I like that little, that little detail. I honestly thought you said gimp at first and I thought that'd be better. <laughs> Stacy with the gimp. We took her first because let's be honest. I mean, so we ate them. We didn't eat the gimp leg though. Looked a little off. You know, we ate them. We ate them. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's got to be something over time. That's that's probably, probably, and we can work that into the show. Like you know, we, you know, that's from the outsider's perspective. Like, so you just eat people all day? Well, no, we're not Neanderthals. <laughs> we're troglodytes, or whatever. That's it. Or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. You know. Whatever. But you, you have, you know, the the guy who does all of our health in the <laughs> town. He's like, you know. Six to eight ounces of yeah. people a day. Yeah, yeah. He, he farts into a jar and lights it on fire, reads the flames, and tells us how much of the meat we were allowed to eat. For every uh, third moon. For every third moon. My, uh, my brother-in-law, he took a boat once over to uh, Asia, learned how to make rice. Right. Big deal. Brought the rice back. We got rice growing over here. So we do people and rice. Uh, you know, people and green vegetables. Green vegetables are very important. Here's one. Did they ever, like, surf and turf? Did oh, they yeah. ever like was it ever like shrimp and thigh? Oh yeah, we're big on fish. Like that yeah. like when the gatherers aren't gathering berries and green vegetables, they're descaling the because fish. Because if you think about it, this is the dumbest episode we've ever done. And also when you think <laughs> about it, they can't have just it, it, you, I guess they could have. Surely they were mixing other things into their diet though. Oh yeah, like children. They, are, they like, are they are people of the land. No matter what, and the yeah. water, and they have kids. Kids aren't like born with a mouthful of teeth that can take on people steak. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you're gonna have to have some like soft vegetables and and Ooh. you know milk from cows or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So there's other stuff going going on there. It's not like you're just born uh, and they sorry. stick an arm in your mouth. You, ever, ever since you said people steak, the image is just uh, bone tomahawk, <laughs> just straight through the gooch, yeah. down the parts, yeah, just. Our tribe will be more civilized than they will be. <sighs> I just got a little sick. <laughs> I don't even have any food in my stomach. That is just a gnarly scene. I like the idea of there being a fat guy in the tribe. It's like, how did he get so big? It's got to be glandular. 
<laughs> I have a glandular disorder. <laughs> Don't judge me. Does he go on the hunts? He's not very fast. <laughs> That's kind of true, though. Like there, uh, It gets back to what we see because Mother Culture t- tells us to see as far as Native Americans, whatever you want to call it, first people, whatever. First people, Joe. Yeah. The, it, we just have this perception of what they look like, you know, like we see slim, we see fit, riding horses bareback, all the things the movies have told us mm-hmm. that they look like. But I, there had to be one that, <laughs> like that, it might not have been his name yeah. at birth. I don't know. If name. Hey, uh, Raging Bird, I have a question. <laughs> Why is does not much so big? <laughs> exactly. It's a glandular disorder. Or he just does not much. He also he doesn't move double, a lot. Double what you know. You know, he's you know, he's the chief's son, so he acts like he can just do whatever the <laughs> fuck he wants. He's supposed to go on kills. He's always last in the lap. I anyway, don't get me started. He eats a lot of potatoes. I know that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> A lot of starches with that guy. A lot guy. of starches with that guy. That cornbread we made, gone. No one knows. <laughs> we all know. We all know. We all know. Have you ever made butter from people? <laughs> you shave that ass fat off and then you melt that down. It goes good on the cornbread that we also make from people. Which is, it's 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 totally out of context. But that Fight Club, when they, you know, he's making the soap yeah. with the fat of humans and mm. they throw that one bag over and it gets caught. Yeah. And it teared. It is tough for me. I love that movie. <laughs> but that scene with that fake, even though I know it's fake, mm-hmm. human fat is falling through their fingers and get, oh. Oh, what am I drinking? This is fat from Roland Brando's ass. <laughs> oh, 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 why am I doing this? Oh. oh Steve Perry. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll put it to the uh, seven or eight or nine listeners. Do you want a shorter podcast for the next several Weeks, maybe months, if it means we're actively scripting smeared or... That's, a, that's, that's the question. Not do we want... I, it's not really up to them. <laughs> Love that that's, idea. That's true. The idea, though, of all the characters we've done, mm-hmm. and if you think... And I'm not asking you to pick one, but if there was... Like, Alan's is, a, is a, at best, maybe even a minute. Mm-hmm. That's a one-minute shoot. Well, and that's the thing to keep in mind. We can't just go pitch a sketch show. No, but to you some build because we're no. So we need to pitch the biggest no, idea. I know we that. Have. I know that. But if if we can learn mm. first by writing a one-minute sketch, mm. it really works. Yeah. And put that out without having to ask anybody. Yeah. And see what happens. Right. That's the thing. We're we're at, we're, we're we're saying we're, you're saying where are we going to find this person? I'm saying. Oh yeah, we could go take, to a, you, we if, could get a whopper and make. That's my point. Make I'm the, fucking gay, man. Oh, shit, I'm gay. Oh, man. I knew it. I knew it. I got to call my mom. Oh, shit, I thing for Brandon Frazier. I can never talk to my dad again. Exactly. Thanksgiving's going to suck. Oh, man. I got to vote Democrat. Like, everything falls apart for this man. I bet I'm a bottom. <laughs> I know I'm going to be a bottom. Like, sir. I'm already a bear. <laughs> like, everything is... Like, yeah, and then the person that's just trying to make an infomercial. Sir, where's sir? sir. <laughs> oh, oh, God, am I Lisbon? Am I Lisbon? <laughs> I just suddenly realized how pale I am. Oh, somebody get me a tropical cooler. I got My facial hair is not nearly neat enough. <laughs> Give me a pair of suspenders. Oh, my God, I love wham. <laughs> 
Grace is my favorite TV show. <laughs> <laughs> like everything inside of a minute. And you just have that one person, sir. Sir. <laughs> I'll be the cowboy. You be the you be the interviewer, and you be gay, sir. Sir, <laughs> sir. That's just that's not, not that's not what that means. That's not how this works. <laughs> oh God, I knew it. I knew it was born this way. I knew it. <laughs> well, yes, but no, sir. <laughs> sir, that's not. That's, I mean, if you really want to put This is improvement. It, this is improvement, but no. If you really want to put this to the test, <laughs> you're not going to like it. <laughs> oh, speaking of, look, it's just been dark enough, and it, I got it just on a roll. There, I saw a story last week. I sent out to some some friends of mine. Um, the a serial rapist in England mm. was, uh, was convicted of all his many charges. Please don't subscribe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's a small, looks like a Filipino man, mm. maybe Vietnamese, but but effeminate, mm. where, where it has glasses, slick back, trendy hair, mm. cannot weigh more than 120 pounds. His M.O. was to go to local, this is in England, mind you, London, I believe, was to go to hot spots, local night spots, late, late, late hours, late in the evening, mm. 2 or 3 a.m., he would then basically hunt, more or less, for the drunkest man mm. that he could find, and then offer this person either to get him a, a uh, an Uber, or would ply them with like, hey, I got drinks back at my place, I live right there, if y'all want to come back and have some more drinks, whatever mm. it may be, but he would always look for the most drunk. Cocktail would be full of whatever his mix was, mm. they get knocked out, he then records... The upward, some attacks lasted for as much as six hours, and some of the tapes, the men started to come to, in which case he would just shove their head down and, like, basically hold them down because they were defenseless against it for whatever the cocktail of drugs was. We're not putting this in the TV show. No. No, it just kind of popped into my head we were talking about well, something thanks. else. But a hundred, yeah. they say they got him for, like, a hundred of them or 80, 90, but they, they suspect that it could have been mm. a lot. A lot more. Mm. And he like bragged about it to some online chat room. Said As was, you do. It was just like, wow. And his dad comes out and says he's an animal. Lock him away for life. Like, yeah. It just had like, whoa, okay. I mean, and it's not that like when you say he raped dudes, like, oh my God. We know that happens. Yeah. But we always put it in the prism of prison and we make it kind of funny. <laughs> it's not. It's not funny at all. You know, you don't have to watch Oz to know that that's not good. But to think that like some guy has too many. Trying to catch his Uber. This nice guy that actually you might think is a lady, yeah. if you saw the picture, offers to like get you at a cab or an Uber, help you home. Thank you, or man. like, if you need to come chill out for a bit, I can come back to my house. Mm. Six hours later, you're waking up, and that's what happened. It's kept, it, he might not have been caught, except one guy like actually just woke up. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. What's in my ass? But like, how many dudes just never knew, except for, man, my asshole hurts. Like, that's the other thing about that. You don't know what happened. You wake up in a weird place, maybe on a park bench for all you know. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. Last thing you remember is drinking at a club. Yeah. And your asshole is on fire, like severely pain, yeah. painful. You, you, there's only you one know, conclusion you, you can You know draw. you've been butt raped. Yeah. What now? Yeah. How do you live? 
<laughs> How do you live? <laughs> well, I guess I'm just gay now. <laughs> yeah, you ate an impossible whopper. <laughs> that's just what that, we got off track. Yeah. But the impossible whopper, Alan loves that. I don't know what we could do with Schmear. Schmear's a little bit more in depth, a little bit more. Schmear would but take You more. got the original ideas. You got the Kills Mini yeah. Bear interactions, which is, I know is another Indian tribe, but could be equally. That's really the premise we, we talked yeah. about many years ago. You could overlap the the cannibalistic tribe with the Kills Mini Bear stuff. It's all Native American centric in, sure. in a sense. Uh, it would be very easy to do the Impossible Whopper sketch. We, we film you as a as an interviewer, interview like Kristen, and then like one of my brothers, and then Leah, and then me, and I lose it when I when <laughs> I. Fucking gay man. And then you come back and I'm like, wow, it's so good. I had no idea. And then comes back and be like, I knew I was queer. <laughs> just like losing my mind. And like I go over the top cowboy hat, bolo Logan. tie, oh, yeah. just like just like super like I got a neat in my beard up. It's too out of wonk. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this shirt doesn't match these socks. Oh. <laughs> Who wears burgundy in the middle of the day? <laughs> By the way, I love your haircut. <laughs> Can I get a glass of red wine? <laughs> You have rosé. Oh god! I need a glass of sparkling rosé with fruit in it right now. <laughs> Fuck it, sangria. I ain't driving. Oh. I get you a beer. Oh no, I'm getting bloated. <laughs> it's one of those <coughs> when people drink that think this healthy. Uh, the one that you see, like the, every beer commercial that they do, it's Michelob Ultra. Yeah, it's always the people running. It's like a. It, they show a person my father a fucking drinks. marathon. Oh, that's right. It's like his. It's his like main go-to beer. I was like, just drink water. That's what it is. I just can't even imagine. It's water that someone like like spilt a little bit of beer into, and then they put it in a can. Yeah, it's awful. Is what it is. It's not good. Well, I think we've done enough offensive things for this evening. <laughs> we, and, and we get back to us with what you think we should try to get down on paper or on video. Yeah. Favorite idea because there's stuff we're not even. I think the the elderly the elderly Jewish robbers of the East Side. There's you, something there. Uh, you as the uh, the with the ability to fly and take people places. Oh man, <laughs> that, that requires real CGI. Yeah, we'll do or that. awful CGI. We'll do that once we're famous. Oh man, that actually be funny. If it was just terrible CGI. <laughs> like you just had me laying down on something like a green blanket. Could you know? not talk so much? <laughs> the wind is. <laughs> It's blowing like jowl spit into my face. Oh, that's my bad. I'm sorry. Also, is this as fast as we go? Yeah, top speed's like 55. And I gotta stay over the road, otherwise I get lost. So I could have just done this in a car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but sure. what an experience. That's what you millennials are all about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What an experience. I'm gonna. Plop down for a second. I, I, I have to take a piss. I gotta take a piss and I need to have another mini or two. Wait, wait. You, you said mini? Mini? Yeah, you know, it's like an airplane. I figured why not have some airplane bottles. Oh, I mean, know? I don't need to be sober to do this. I just kind of point my head that way and we go that way. Have you ever crashed? Yeah, I fell asleep on the way to Paris. I don't know what I was thinking. It's like a 48 day flight. <laughs> 55 miles an hour over the ocean was not smart. I'd say a lot of good men died that day, but it was just one because he fell off my back. I fell asleep, technically. It was a long way. <laughs> With the butter in France. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Oh, shit. Did you fart? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's my bad. 
You're eating mid-flight. There's a lot of ways. You've got cargo shorts filled with snacks that you can offer them. You want a pretzel? Uh, it's a take five. So that's like a pretzel, peanuts, and chocolate all in one. No, you good? Is it cool if I eat it? Can we stop? Because I need to go to the bathroom. Just spin around and go off the backside. I'm cool. Hang on to my ankles. That's it. Just dangle off there. I'm not. I have. I'm pee shy, and like we're making contact. All right, fuck it. All right, I'll stop. Hold on. Let me look at this exit sign. It's flat. All right, I'll stop. I'm gonna have a cigarette, anyways. And now, you're just, now you're just two people standing in the middle of nowhere while you smoke a cigarette and drink minis. <laughs> and they're realizing they're just too far away yeah. to not get back. Yeah, home. they're like they can see Atlanta, but like they're in Smyrna now. It's like fuck. I could have just rented a car. <laughs> well, what an experience though. Hey, but what an experience, am I right? <laughs> oh, these minis are not agreeing with them. Margaritaville. We can we can take off again, but oh. we might have to stop pretty soon because I can feel the runs coming. So Ooh, that was good. <laughs> rehashing now, rehashing some old reliable material. Yeah, man, fuck! I could have just forgotten how hard we laugh at that because <laughs> uh, it's really stupid <laughs> to think I would fly to Paris yeah. at fifty five miles an hour. I mean, yeah. what did we what did we calculate it was going to be like literally a long like, time? It was, it was a it was, a, it was like days a days trip. Yeah. yeah. And you're not superhuman, so you're yeah. still going to get tired. Which is the real... I'm going to do this on the cruise. I'm going to rehash that. I'll talk to them about that. What you should do is give people the choice between flight and invisibility, and every time someone chooses flight, you have to give you have to spell it out for them. Like, well, hold on now. Yeah. I didn't say you're going to be Superman. You're just right. going to be a regular dude who can fly. Yeah, so you're at not a gonna, regular rate. <clears throat> so you're not going to go that fast, and you're still going to get tired. Right. <laughs> like, so you ain't flying to Europe. Nope. Not, at all. <laughs> Not unless you like plan on taking a, a little inflatable raft with you to nap in in the ocean along God. the way. Absurd. <laughs> it's so absurd. That's a skit right there. People yeah. that are given powers. Yeah. Like it's kind of like that. I never watched that show. It got big for a few superheroes. Or yeah, heroes? I, don't, I didn't heroes. watch it, but I know what you're talking about. We're like they're given powers. They're like this would be like you're given powers, mm. but they're like realistic. Mm-hmm. Like in this case, you could fly, but you know. It's like a meandering. Mm. <laughs> and you act, and it's, it's actually like Mary Poppins where you actually have to like swoosh your arms like you're swimming to get yeah. momentum up. You yeah. know, you look ridiculous. <laughs> but but you can do it. You can fly. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. But then most people can see it like that's cool. But yeah. how is it ap- applicable? Because I mean the only way it's ac- I mean you can fall out of a building. I mean, I'm gonna save a, I'm gonna save a lot on gas money. <laughs> I could probably save like a dog. Yeah, yeah. Like I can, I can like go to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the interstate. The problem there is like once you get there, you gotta rent everything because you can't take luggage. With like the, the biker bag that has yeah. a little water attachment. That's yeah. it. He's got a little yeah. straw so he can yeah. hydrate. And it's yeah. full. Cam- you got a camel bag. It's full, it's full of minis. <laughs> <laughs> you got a camel bag full of Gatorade and vodka. <laughs> I'm going to head to Florida and uh, 
I guess I'll just have to rent stuff. So wait, you have the power of flight? You just fly down to Panama City Beach like once every month? I don't know. Sometimes I go to Dollywood. I went to Dollywood. It's not the Eagles. This is okay, but... You know, I can make it to New York if I if I get a good night's sleep beforehand and only drink a little bit. <laughs> I haven't done the West Coast yet. I'm afraid I might pass out over, like, the, you know, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I could go... You can be down. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking... Let's wrap <laughs> <laughs> the BAM 97.5 Stay tuned for traffic and weather We've got sports with Skip, Skip Madaver Our Hollywood connection Oh yes yes Anyways here's uh, Seether <laughs> oh, Here's Seether <laughs> I don't know I don't know Later Holla <laughs>